Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 20th of January, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 549. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gilroy is here, and it's a brand new year, Job. We're uh, back, baby! <laughs> We're back. We're back. Barely. Yeah. It was yeah. a good, I, I felt like it was a good um, medium-sized length podcast. <laughs> like, I think Nate was pretty convinced it was our longest, and uh, it was way definitely off. wasn't. Way off. Ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I thought our end of the year was pretty good. This one is obviously going to be pretty good, uh, pretty long as well. Uh, they're all good. They're all yeah. great. They're all great. Um, they're all fantastic. But, uh. It's just how, how good, like the John Wick series, right? Like that's, how that's good it. is it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like there's a bad John Wick film, but it's not bad. It's not it's actually bad. It's just bad as for John Wick film. That's exactly it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, did you get up to anything in the break? Um, not really, no. No. I mean, it's still on fire over here, so right. no. Cool. Um, went away for a couple of days to a farm. A farm? Um, just stayed at a farm for a couple of days, yeah. And that was about it. Did you, like, yeah. milk cows and shit, or...? No, took photos of them, and they're like a bunch of animals on there. Like, did you take photos of them, or did you take photos with them? Ooh, uh, of them. No, oh. not with. Yeah, no. I, I, my wife was mainly feeding them, and then I was taking photos right. and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, but otherwise, no. We just kind of got away from the city for a couple of days. It was like an hour drive out of the city um just cool. for christmas and then came back and did the whole uh new year's at home it was just the two of us so um yeah you know ordered a shitload of alcohol uh we actually ordered a shitload of alcohol before christmas had Smart. that delivered Smart. ran out and then ordered more ah. um and so that was our new year's we were just uh drinking and eating wine and oh, sorry cheese and drinking wine uh, nice pretty pretty low-key new year's and then yeah and and then kicked off the the shit fest that is continuing the trend of <laughs> the last year yeah yeah 2021 um what about you what'd you get up to uh yeah about the same didn't do much i mean here over here in new south wales we went into um like restrictions hmm. on like fucking December thirty first, they like restricted. Fucking you, you see. I don't know if you, you probably didn't see, but uh, like fucking sitting there at home on Boxing Day, and you're seeing all these fucking photos of these absolute belters wandering around fucking Westfields <laughs> for Boxing Day sales, like fucking because right. they've never heard of the internet <laughs> crushed to, to us like yeah exactly right like i got i got it i, I bought some stuff in some boxy dead cells i'll tell you what uh didn't have to go anywhere didn't have to leave my house um didn't risk there was no existential threat uh but yeah no i asked the crotch fucking going up escalators and shit like, what are you doing? And then, unbelievably, like, very surprisingly, four days later, New South Wales uh, goes into extreme restrictions. Not quite lockdown, mm. but pretty fucking close. Uh, 
because of a you know a, a lift in fucking and like the all all I just don't understand why why don't we just fucking wear masks? Why don't we just just make everyone wear a mask when they go into a fucking shopping center? Right? It's fucking nothing. Mm. It's no like it means nothing. Just fucking wear a mask, and like the the threat reduction is immense. And then if you desperately need to go down to the fucking uh, your Meyer or whatever the fuck to buy, oh well, you know now this vacuum cleaner is uh, only it's seventy percent off. And so now mm. it's actually at the retail price as opposed to my as usual markup or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, just just why aren't masks mandatory? I just don't understand. I understand why it's complicated in your country, in the country mm. where you are, because people are fucking lunatics. But uh, mm. over here, right? I don't know. I've seen a couple of people uh, have a bit of a, like, oh, oh I don't want to wear a mask. But I like... When they introduced, they finally fucking did masks indoors. Right. It's mandatory here in, in New South Wales. I don't know if it's been lifted. I can't fucking tell any any of this shit. I can't fucking follow what the rules are. So I just, I'm like always perpetually at least a week behind whatever the rules are. But I've been wearing yeah. a mask when I go indoors since fucking July last year. So I didn't really run into any problems with that one. But no, I was walking in on the day that they uh, into Coles to do some shopping uh, on the day that it, they introduced it. And uh, like the, the lady in front of me and, and like her family got mm. stopped. And uh, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't come in without a mask. And they were fucking cool about it. They were like, oh, is that in effect? Oh, yeah, okay. Mm. And they just wandered away. I, I was like, here we go. This is, this is the shit. I, I should get my fucking, I can I, I should get my camera out. I'm about to see some world star shit, right? Like, uh, I like fucking shake the camera, my phone all over the place, so that you can't work out what the fuck is going on. I'll just like yell world star constantly, and then <laughs> like this this chick is gonna fight this uh this greeter over having to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. But she was just, like really cool about it. She's like, oh, yeah, fair enough. And I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah, I saw her like later on in in the shop. Um, her and her family. But, um, yeah, I've seen a couple of people like, oh, yeah, I don't want to wear a mask. Oh, oh dear, dear. One dude, I was I was getting chicken and chips. And uh, one dude was like, oh, they've got fucking cops out, boys. Make sure you wear it. Look, this guy's got the right idea. Yeah, they're fucking, the cops are coming around. If you're not wearing your mask, <laughs> you better fucking watch it. And wanders on down. He was just like warning people up and down the street about. Yeah, he's like the guy that flashes his lights when yeah, he, when yeah, you go past the police. <laughs> the fucking but the chicken shop is like right around the the corner from the cop shop. So like, yeah. you're risking it if like they're right there. Like, play it safe, ain't. Um, mm. Yeah, but that's that's a weird concept to me, just because we've we've sort of had the mandatory mask thing since like. April last year, something like that, and so it's just like the concept of a, a anywhere <laughs> not having yeah. a mask uh, is w weird. Uh, the only places like you sort of don't wear masks are um, if you're going to like outdoor dining and you're yeah. eating. Yeah. But even then, there's weird rules where if a server comes to you, that you put your mask on. Type of oh, thing. Like okay. if you're getting drinks delivered or food, mask goes back on. 
and then whenever you're eating it comes off like there's that sort of stuff but otherwise it's even outdoors sort of like exercising is is a bit more strict at this stage right um, so yeah it's it's um well, very weird yeah um anyway still a shit fest still a shit um, fest yeah, so anyway, we didn't yeah. have much of a... We had small plans for New Year's, and those plans got even smaller as well for us, so uh didn't really do much. Um, did stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning drinking, mm. but uh right. wasn't doing much. Uh, actually, actually, we were playing one of the games on the list. <laughs> okay. We were playing Use Your Words. Right. Which uh, I'm, I realize I'm talking about well out of order. Luke's got an order. We're, we're changing it. We're doing. We're doing. We're going fucking pro, listeners. We're, we've we've done the amateur hour bullshit for uh, eleven <laughs> for years. 11 or something. Years. Yeah. <laughs> and we've we've decided to fucking shape up or ship out. You know, straighten up and fly right. This year's podcast. It's going to be fucking pro shit. So we've got a list, yeah, and and we've got like a, a, a I don't know show running show notes. We've had show notes for a long time. Well, no, but what do they call it? You know, in uh, an agenda. No, like they've got like a fucking term, like a call list or something. I don't know. Anyway, okay, sure. we've got all this stuff, all this pro stuff. Anyway, I've already fucked it up. Um, mm. I've already messed. With uh, and the show is only. Podcast only half an hour now as well. Oh yeah, we only do a half hour podcast. So we got <laughs> good luck. You've got about fucking eighteen minutes left. Uh, we've got eighteen like games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, pro pro podcasts go for half an hour, right? That's what happens. Okay, we're not mm. Joe Rogan. Okay, maybe we could, you know, rope in. Some of the uh, the lunatics uh, of Australia, mm. uh, you know the, the the fuckwits who spout off opinions without really having any fucking information to back them up. And then we could be more like Joe Rogan, but we're not. Damn it, we could be Joe Brogan. I could be <laughs> Joe Brogan, and oh, fuck, that'd be pretty good. What's that dude's name? Josh Groban. That's pretty close. Josh Groban, Joe Rogan. Like, yeah. we've got to find some way to monetize that. You could just change your name. To what? Brogan or... Brogan? Or... Ro- no, I don't know. It's, it's too much to think about. Just change it. I'm, Joe, currently, Joe Rogan. I'm currently... I'm currently... Job Iden Versio. Okay. Uh, out of... Out of a... Um, out of a... Joke we were making while playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. With the, mm. with the lads. Uh, Joe Biden, Biden versus yeah. it makes sense. It fucking makes sense. Uh, so yeah, maybe one day Joe broken. Anyway, use your words. Uh, it's like Jackbox, right? Um, it's like Jackbox, except it's it's all like it's kind of just the one game. And I think it's priced accordingly. Like it's not expensive, or it wasn't when I purchased it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's always always the risk. Um, it's uh, it's like you play it on your phone. It, it plays on the TV. You play it on your phone. It's currently twenty one Aussie dollars. I think I got it for like twelve or something in the in the Steam sale. 
So it's uh yeah it's 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 a it's a word game. So you you get like there's three different mini games in it. Um, the first one is a subtitles game, and it's it just shows a clip uh, from an old foreign language film, and you have to like make up make up what they're saying. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, they use like it it it, all, it has like a real MS three TK. MS3K, MST3K uh, quality about it. Um, because, like, well, first of all, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're using one of the films Mystery Science you did, which is uh, Gamera, um, mm-hmm. Friend of Children. So they're using that. And, uh, but there's, like, there's loads of games in there. But uh, they also, like, pick them really well. Like, They've picked the scenes quite well and picked what you're subtitling very well. And, like, I think that's what makes it work. Like, I think we, we've we've played this more than we have Jackbox because uh, mm-hmm. it's more entertaining because they have a similar sense. Of, like, it's one, of those, it's one of those ones where everyone writes out their answer on their phone, submits it, and then... Uh, you vote for which one you, is your favorite, and they throw in like the their own suggestion, uh, like their own their own pitch for what it could mm-hmm. be, and uh, multiple times everyone has collectively voted for the the answer that they gave as opposed to anyone else's, uh, like fair like. To be fair, in those instances, we were like we were playing with our own modified rule set. We're like, oh, you're not allowed to be filthy, or no in jokes, or um, you have to be as filthy as as you can, but you're not allowed to use swear words, uh, like stuff like that. We were, but uh, so like, still they were real close. Like they were, their sense of humor is quite on our level, which works. So yeah, you'll you'll see. Uh, I don't know. Gamera is flying away, and some little kid is is like, "Thank you, Gamera," and then like it pans to a little girl who says something, and then it gives you the opportunity to subtitle, and like their suggestion will be, uh, "I'm pregnant with your child, Gamera," and that's pretty good. That's like really close to what I had actually submitted so uh, I was like well that's I'm about that that's well done I was obviously far more disgusting about it but um it's just how I roll the second one that they've got is like a headline one which I think is a little bit comp like a little bit more complicated I think it shouldn't be called a headline game I think it'd be better as a caption this game uh because that's generally how we play it anyway writing a headline uh I think it's it's difficult because you know obviously because I play with you know, Nate and uh, his girlfriend and my wife and uh, like three of us are professional writers who have a background in writing headlines mm-hmm. and there is a format like despite what clickbait headline uh, tropes have taught us all, there is actually an art to writing a headline uh, and yeah, so we played it as a caption this instead, um, which works way better. I mean, there is a format to writing captions as well, but uh, we don't pay too much mind to it. We just sort of 
write funny things to describe what's happening in the photo. And that works really well. And then the last one is a fill in the blanks. And again, the way they like write the sentences, they give you plenty of opportunities to, to fill it with either obvious in jokes. Like you can tell that they've played this, these games and they've tried to like, they've played the Jackbox style games like this. Um, mm. And they've tried to create something that is like similar, but just a little bit better. Like there's almost a, like an automated quality to Jackbox's variants of these games and automate, like they're crunching so many of them out that they wind up in a situation where you like, they're not well crafted. They sort of just default. Yeah. Whereas all that Use Your Words is doing is creating for this one situation and it winds up being real good. So yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Um, right. Hard Do you see like a lot of repetition in the... No, we haven't um, seen any the things repeats that, yet. Uh, and we've played quite a bit of it, but uh, I don't know how, how long it would be before you saw repeats. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. We played... Apparently played for 10 hours, which can't possibly be correct, but uh, we were drinking, so it might be close. I don't know. Yeah. You might have left it on <laughs> when you were done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. As an alternative to Jackbox, highly recommended, provided you like uh, the writing portions of Jackbox. If you're more interested in the in the drawing games or the trivia, um, mm. then it's not going to f- scratch that itch at all. Um, in my opinion, it's a good supplement to Jackbox in that we will play drawing games or trivia on Jackbox and we'll play this for the, the writing games, uh, because it's just, it's just generally better, like better executed, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Good stuff. Um, yeah. And so that's on, um, it's like mobile devices as well, right? So you kind of. Uh, input a website and it kind of just takes yeah. you to the, the same app, as Jackbox exactly yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah it just connects straight to the you've got your room code your four letter room code like it is literally just straight out of the Jackbox playbook um, yeah but I mean it is the way it is for a reason I suppose yeah awesome alright uh, use your words uh, that's what that game's called we'll move on to a game that I didn't get to play much of uh, called the Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope. We've talked about some of their games before, uh, super massive games. I guess their their biggest one to date was probably Until Dawn. Um, big sleeper hit that I think we talked about quite a bit oh, in our yep. game of the year for that year. Um, I think it just made thereafter, I think. Yeah. Um, we, we've played one of their other games, um, you and I together, that was Hidden Agenda. Uh, yeah. Um, and that was a that that was using your phone, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I feel like um, it, was. it was like a detective and, game, and but there was like a almost a hidden role element to it in that you know everyone was not not everyone Given was a working task. towards the same yeah goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've also done a couple of VR things, um, but recently they've signed this deal with uh, Namco. And uh, it's this Dark Pictures anthology series, which is similar, like, 
game style to Until Dawn, um, where you're playing as a series of characters in a spooky horror themed setting, uh, making story driven choices and the choices that you make sort of affect the things that happen around you. Um, Man of Medan was the last one that we played. Uh, it was fine. Man it was okay. Man of Medan. Man of Medan. But I still think Until Dawn is sort of their 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 best game to date. Uh, uh, anyway. I can get through Man of Medan. I've seen so many people <laughs> praising that game, and holy shit! It's, it's, I think like the writing's just awful. The acting's bad. <laughs> I just don't understand. I feel like I'm. I don't think the story is very good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this seems to be like a thing they're pumping out every year. Um, so that was in 2019, 2020 was little hope. Um, and so I played about two hours of this game, an hour and a half, um, in the movie night setting, uh, which is sort of like a pass the controller concept. So, um, you can play with a a certain number of people. Um, and at the start of the game, because the these games sort of revolve around a different group of characters that you sort of switch between as you're playing through um in 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 this particular series you're able to select a character and be like all right well i'm gonna play as this person and then whenever they're on the screen you get to take the controller and uh make the choices and move around and explore and and that sort of interact with the quick time events and that sort of stuff um there's some good things that i think they've done a bit better in terms of accessibility options with this one because i think one of my biggest criticisms of man of madame was that um this is the these are the type of games where you you kind of play it in a group setting like the movie night mode you bring people around that maybe aren't familiar with video games and you give them a controller uh, and they're playing as this character and generally there are quick time events in the game that'll pop up and be like press x and then press this like triangle and you got a certain amount of time to do it and getting somebody that hasn't or doesn't play a lot of video games on that specific platform is kind of hard because they're pressured to press this thing really quickly and if they screw it up then they're not having fun right um they're just kind of like oh this is stupid and so they've changed that a little bit this time around there are some better accessibility options um one of them is like a uh sort of unlimited quick time event so it you still have to press a button prompt but it's not forcing you to do it in two seconds it's kind of just on the screen and if you press the correct button then yay that's fine um i think the other option was that the quick time events will always be the same button or something like that. So even right. though you got to press them in a certain amount of time, there's going to be the same like triangle, triangle, triangle type thing as opposed yeah. to like triangle, square, circle um, and forcing you to like look down at the controller and, and that sort of stuff. And um, I think there's a few other bits and pieces in there that uh, like make it a bit easier for people that aren't familiar with video games to jump in. So I think that, that stuff is cool. That's one of my biggest criticisms of that, that last game uh, that they've touched up a little bit. Um, but th- this this game in particular, Little Hope, uh, I had a, a big issue with it where we got to um, the end of a section about an hour and a half, two hours in, the game crashed on us and then um, fired the game back up. It came up with like an error, uh, some weird error code and then said like your save file is corrupted. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Went back in there, 
There's no save file at all. Wow, and what? we were like, do we start again? And I was like, actually, just wait, let me look this up. And I typed in like, you know, dark pictures, little hope, save file corrupted. And it pops up and there's a Reddit thread and there's a bunch of people in there all having the same issue. And, um, and it wasn't like, so, some people were having it at the same exact same spot that I was where like, right. as soon as that scene finished, just bam, same thing. And then there was other people that were having it at like different areas of the game. Uh, and the thing that I was like, we're not playing this anymore is yeah. that I saw a bunch of people in there being like, yeah, it's doing it all the time at the same spot or like people that were like, yeah, it's doing it. Like I got past that part, but then it did it again over here. And like, it's done it seven, five, seven times to me now. And like, it wasn't a thing where some people were just getting it once off. It was like a constant thing. Um, so I was like, yeah, we can't, we can't play this cause there's no point. I just don't feel confident in playing yeah. it again. And getting away with like three hours in or exactly the same spot. Um, so that kind of sucked. Uh, one of the top posts on there was from a Namco uh, Bandai or Bandai Namco, whichever one it is, depending on whereabouts in the world you are. Um, representative saying, hey, uh, please fill out this, um, uh, like go to our site, fill out a technical support application, let us know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll pass it on to the developers. Um, and so I actually filled one of those out just to see what was going on. Because if you're not aware, this game was released at the end of last year. Uh, I think it was in October. Right. This was uh, the end of, I think it was the end of the year when I was playing this. So at least two months had passed. And uh, there were still comments in there going like people were having the same issue. It all seemed to be related to PlayStation 4 slash playstation 5 because i was playing on playstation 5 but that didn't seem to matter like people playing on playstation 4 having the exact same problem and so i don't it wasn't related to um it didn't look like people on xbox were having that problem it was purely just playstation issue and so i submitted it i got a pretty quick response um like i, I filled it out that night when i got up in the morning i had a response back but it was the response that kind of <laughs> made me feel weird. I'll read it out to you. This is what I got. <clears throat> uh, it says, we understand your concern about the issue that you encountered. We've also received similar reports from other players and, have, and they have already been brought to the developer's attention. However, there's no assurance that we'll hear back from them. We know that an action being taken to resolve this is something you'd like to see. However, we hope that knowing this has already reached the developers eases you up. At the very least. <laughs> and I'm what? like, what? <laughs> um, so We've I, done I looked nothing. On, just to let you know, yeah. we're doing nothing. <laughs> well, their, their thing is like, as a publisher, we've brought it to the developer's attention, but there's no, like, they don't have to fix it, basically. Um, I, I looked at Supermassive's um, Twitter page and... and and uh, website they've got a patch rolling out sometime soon it was supposed to be i think the first half of jan or the middle of january it's now past that um and they did have a bunch of fixes in there and uh but there's nothing in there at the moment about this bug on the or this corrupted save file on the playstation 4 so Good at this you. stage i would recommend people stay away from that game as like because it, it's unplayable on the PlayStation yeah. 4 slash 5, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and the fact that the game's been out for two months and it yeah. hasn't been, like, that wasn't a priority 
is nuts to me. <laughs> like that is insane. Like or the that, fact that they haven't even addressed broken. it. Yeah, they haven't said anything about it either. I'm just like that is nuts. Um, anyway, so kind of disappointed about that because uh, I've always liked supporting their games, but yeah. like, what a fucking huge tone off. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, the communication about broken games in the last like six months. Like I understand people, um, developers are working under very different circumstances, but it's so easy just to communicate with your customers and say, Hey, we know this is a problem. We're working on it. Here's the timeline. But yeah. the whole, like nothing like dead silence and not saying anything about it. Um, the, the, like we've, we've communicated it to them, but we don't know if we'll hear anything back. Like good Lord. <laughs> Who let hmm. that go through? Just leave that part out. Leave at least leave that part out, right? Like just we've no, communicated. But this seems like a, we fucking know this is a problem. We've told yeah. them, and they don't want to do anything about it. That's what it sounds like to me. Like a pass the buck type thing. Yeah. Fuck no. <clears throat> yeah. That's anyway. Good. Um. So that's kind of sucks. Uh, hopefully, this next patch fixes it. But like I said, it's not on their patch notes um, that they've already released. So I'm not 100% confident which is very disappointing mm. um so anyway that's the dark pictures anthology little hope out now you might be able to play it on some platforms <laughs> but yeah not, um not worth the time <clears throat> the other stuff i've been playing uh, a little mobile game called zombie rollers pinball heroes uh which is available on the apple app store um it's basically like this mix between a tower defense game and a pinball game um, where you've got a bunch of different type of heroes that have abilities and special moves. And when you jump into the actual levels, because there's a series of them, um, you have these zombies moving towards like the base of the pinball machine. And you're using the paddles and the ball to hit the zombies and cause damage on them. Sure. Uh, and there's different types of levels there, there's uh, that sort of have a variety of obstacles in their way. Um, there's certain things in the environment that you hit that can cause things to explode and do damage. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of just this. Sorry, sorry. I've got to interrupt you. Yeah, that's that's the podcast. Thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, I think it's been five minutes over. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. Uh- <laughs> no, go on. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um- <clears throat> hang on, hang on. Before you do, that has to be like the fifth time we've done this gag. That has to be the fifth time we've done this gag. We have absolutely done this gag before. And I don't think it will ever be funny. Yeah, we're just looping back. We're just going to rehash our old fucking stuff. Why not? Recycling. It's recycling. It's good for the environment. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, Pinball uh, Zombie Rollers, Pinball Heroes. There's, uh, It doesn't seem to be like, as far as I can tell, it's not like a campaign where it's making harder and harder puzzles. It's sort of like this roguelike game as well, where every time you go in, it's like a new adventure. Um, and you're leveling up heroes and getting a bunch of new abilities and that sort of stuff. And just exploring the world. Cause there is like a, a map that you can roam around. Uh, and there's kind of like this fog 
or this poisonous gas or something that is overtaking the environment and you can only stay in a certain area for a certain amount of time before it uh, engulfs you and starts doing damage and things like that. And so it sort of forces you to um, move around and do different challenges and, and try and keep pressing forward as this thing comes in to, to chase you away. Uh, but yeah, it seems like an interesting concept. I've only played a couple of a couple of rounds of it. It's just like a fun little mix of a bunch of different genres that um, seems to work pretty well. Like they're not, there's not like a, uh, they're not like long games as far as I've played. Like it was the kind of thing where I'd be watching the basketball yeah. and ad break would come on and I'd jump in and do a level and then I'd finish that level in an, a minute and a half and then basketball was back on like that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I could put the game down come back to it later on pick it up again so yeah that you know that sort of stuff is pretty cool i'm not spending like minutes and minutes and minutes playing certain levels i can kind of just quickly pick up something um and just get in there and have it over and done pretty quickly sort of like like what what the golf was very much like that these little quick mini puzzles that you kind of could solve in a minute and then be done um so yeah i I like those type of games so that's called zombie rollers pinball heroes out on the apple apple store uh it's free as well you know but so there you go um cool have you been playing any other mobile games at all just that one just yeah just i'm still idle idle slayer slayer yep it's all yeah, i still, ever play you still playing i'm still playing he hasn't updated it in a while like he's done updates to it but um hasn't done a lot of like new things you can unlock during the ascension points yeah because i think i'm i'm pretty close to getting all of them what, what uh, do you got? i think i've got like four left or something like that four um, left nice at this point uh i think you're probably still passing me because you start a lot earlier my What's ascension your... bonus is 27 yep. million press the wrong button no nah, you've what you overtaken me nice Oh, really? Yes. I'm at 24 million. Oh, okay. Well, we're pretty close. We're, we're basically at the same spot. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, we are. That's basically. not a lot. It's like two days' work, that is. <laughs> yeah. At this point. Um, have you... You've got the cape? I got the cape once. Me too. Yeah. Not this... Not, not my current run. <laughs> uh it is ludicrous. I, I don't think I don't. To be honest, I don't think the cape is where it should be. Uh, it is. I'm currently where I'm at. I was just looking, but I closed it. Uh, I'm at one twenty six undecillion, uh, which is uh, what seventy four undecillion uh, away from buying the cape again. Uh, and, oh, okay. And it just takes fucking forever i've got i need to fucking, do you know what i do what uh you build up those silver silver boxes yeah and then you just go on a run like just, you sit there and you play for 20 minutes and yep. then you hope that you get the multipliers and get like the you know you get like two of them at once and then that'll bump it up yeah um otherwise it's it'll take you forever to get to that thing it takes yep. a long time um that's how i got it the first time so i've got like 86 boxes right now just sitting there waiting for me to crack open 
Uh, oh, hang on. Oh, shit. There's a, an update coming today. Oh, nice. Like, uh, inside of the next hour? <laughs> yeah. It might actually be up already. I don't know. Uh, adds a shitload of stuff. Adds Ultra Ascension, Stones of Time, four oh, new languages, languages, a new dimension, new enemies, new giants, new achievements, new ascension upgrades, new regular upgrades, new quests, a new skin. Uh, apparently, the sounds are less annoying, although I've got the sound turned off, so I don't care. Yeah. They've lowered the requirements. For quests I already completed in hard mode, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Love it. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, like, it's it's weird the way that they update it because it's not 100% on top of this shit, you know? Like, it's not necessarily... Uh, happening as regularly as I li I'd like, but um, at the same time, I'm not. I haven't got everything just yet, anyway, so it doesn't matter yep. that much. Um, because there is a bit of a situation where once you reach the end, once you like, once I had the cape, uh, I was. It was probably the least I played it because hmm. it was. It was. I did nothing. Just farming. Yeah. Uh, um yeah but i do have a couple of quests that i, I, I i'm definitely not playing as efficiently as i i could be but it's just because i don't care to anymore you know like yeah um yeah that's gold that is gold i cannot believe they're gonna lower the fucking chemical components quest requirement has been lowered from fifty five thousand to twenty four thousand. so mm. I got fucking 30,000 fucking wildfires. I killed 30,000 of those fucks for no reason. But this this hardly the first time that this has happened. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I checked out a couple other idle games as well, but they never, they just didn't attach me as much. Um, Egg yeah. Inc., I tried that. And oh, yeah, I played was, that. I played that ages ago. Yeah. The other one was mine. Exo Minor. Sort uh, of like a mix between... It's one of those ones where you get uh, resources and then you sell resources or you yep. turn them into uh, like ingots or things like that and use them to make make other things. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much like a... Um, I don't know. Uh, satisfactory or... Yeah, yeah. Like, like Factorio. Yeah. Factorio type thing in mixed in an idle game. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm still enjoying Idle Slayer a bit more. Um I think it's it's anyway. just, it's it's got that endless runner quality to it. Do you have bonus stage round two unlocked? No, I don't think so. First of all, unlock it. And second of all, uh yes, it's it's act like it's it's not hard. But it actually requires a modicum of attention to get through. Like the regular bonus stage, you can just sort of fucking like ram it through. But uh, yeah, this one actually requires a degree of paying attention. There yeah. is what the, does it give you? 
rewards are significantly higher. Um, okay. But yeah. Uh, they just, yeah, it's just better. It's good. Yeah, I could buy that right now. And you should. Uh, it's so much better than the regular bonus stage. I assume you've got the, you get a box at the end of every stage. Like a, you get a random crate at the end of every bonus stage level. No, I don't think I have that one either. Dude, that's in the regular ascensions. That, you should buy that. That's huge. Uh, it just Um, does, does, like when you get out of it, the amount of times I'll get out of the bonus stage and I'll have like a fucking, of coins and like a mega horde plus it's like 18 times all at the same time mm. and i'm just like my gains are huge as a result right it's fantastic anyway yeah don't have that one um anyway idol slayer that's on pretty much everything i feel like at this stage yep. you want to check that out yep. uh next up we got injustice 2 which hit the xbox game pass uh, this month uh, and i never actually played uh, Injustice 2. We we talked about it when it first came out. You'd played a, a bunch of it. Um, I think your biggest criticism was you didn't like the story yep. uh, that that was sort of attached. Because I, I feel like that the story for the first one, Injustice Gods Among Us, was really well done. To the yeah. point where they turned it into a fucking comic book series. It was really that was well awesome. received. Yeah. And uh I, i've played a little bit of this one i'm doing the story mode i'm only in like chapter two at this stage because i'm just playing so many other things yeah. but uh I, I'm, I'm digging the game um i don't think it does like a whole lot new in terms of what those sort of fighters are doing um it's it's playing pretty similar you know yep. more characters and that sort of stuff the the one thing that it does have that i haven't played around with yet is the gear system um, where you're unlocking extra gear and you're able to sort of put them on your characters and yeah, affects their stats. I'm really not liking that. But that seems to be more tied to the uh, maybe just like the normal like fighting someone like versus mode type thing and not the story campaign as far as I can tell. I mean, you've got to be a certain level to attach some of this stuff in there as well. Um and and like you, I think the story, at least at this part, is pretty weak. Um, there's just very, I don't know, like there's a point at the start of the game where you're playing, where you're playing as Batman for the most part at the start of chapter one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Robin is with you and you guys are flying in like the bat fucking plane or whatever, that, whatever it is. I don't know at that point, but you end up going into... Um, Arkham Asylum and Robin changes sides like in the like a split second and immediately teams up with Superman over like it's just this really disjointed yeah. it just doesn't make a lot of sense like one minute you guys are together and all of a sudden he's like ah oh, I'm going with Superman fuck you and then you and you and like Robin are having a fight type thing it just doesn't feel well written or realized yeah. Yeah. yeah um it's just really strange it, it sort of just felt like it's there because it's there um like we need batman to fight robin so how do we do that in a strange way that makes it seem awesome but it's not uh anyway so i haven't played too much of it it, just, it seems fun like as far as i can tell it's more 
more of what Netherrealm does well, which is good fighting games. Yeah. Um, the animations and like the look of the game is really good. Like the the lip syncing and the stuff they're doing with the facial work. Uh, I really like that stuff. It looks looks really neat. Um, but yeah, that's Injustice 2. It's out on Game Pass. If you have not played it, again, <laughs> the, the Game Pass. The Game uh, Pass podcast spruce. is back, baby. <laughs> yeah, 30 minutes each week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think someone posted some stuff today um in our chat uh yakuza is is coming um the remastered email, version right, yeah. so i got an email about this today as well and uh looks like control on pc will be up on game pass soon which is pretty rad and desperados 3 which uh desperados that's an awesome game definitely yeah. check that out we spoke about it in um, our game of the year podcast and uh donut county i've heard good things about donut county but i never played it right because it was too expensive <laughs> i'm like it's like a three buck mobile game uh, that I think was, well, no, it was in the Apple Game Pass or whatever the fuck it was. And, Apple uh, Arcade. Uh, yeah. Apple Arcade. And, uh, but on PC, it was like fucking 15 bucks or something. I'm like, well, I'm not paying 15 bucks for a fucking mobile game. So, but it's on Game Pass. So, fuck it. Yeah. Easy. Um, and Medium, right? Looks pretty medium, freaky. Yeah, it's a new game. Yeah, end of the end of the month, it's coming. Right, because I've been looking at the Yakuza stuff. I was, um, I think Yakuza Zero is also on there as well, right? Um, at the moment, at least. Uh, the other Yakuza stuff, I think, is still coming down the track. But I, like, I was, I'm pretty close to buy buying um, Yakuza Like a Dragon because I saw a lot of people talking that around. Uh, game of the year like i've never played a yakuza game so i don't know anything about it but i think i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait for a lull because it's getting it scares me you know yeah the yakuza series because it feels like it's a slippery slope right one day you're playing fucking yakuza uh dancing in a fucking i don't know maid cafe or some shit whatever the fuck you do in that game and then the next day you're like balls deep in your anime waifu body pillow uh mm. trying to explain to your real wife why kamiko gives you like does things that she never never can and i just don't i don't know if i'm up for <laughs> the the uh, emotional roller coaster that entails yeah. so I yeah think I'll, I'll let you know Kizar. yeah <laughs> let me know how that that works out for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> Anyway, what were we talking about? Anyway. I don't even remember anymore. Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, Game Pass, uh, Game Injustice Pass, yeah. Two is on is, is on Game Pass. Yep. Um, the game I've been playing most though during the break mm. is Dead by Daylight. Like I am deep <laughs> Dead by Daylight. This is all your fault. This is from stemming from back when you did your re-review. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm I'm so hooked on this game again. Like, yeah, I'm I'm in there pretty much every night, fucking yeah. just smashing through some dailies, and they've got the companion in, in there uh, where you can go and do quests. Um, and they're not like they're usually not like egregious things that um you've seen some games where they give you objectives to do, and you're like, you got to go out of your way to do these things. Like they're, buy, they're, you got to buy a, a character that you don't have or some shit. There's some of that stuff in there, 
But it's not like the stuff where Apex was making you do silly things like go to this place and kill someone, like punch them 30 times. Uh, or uh, it, it's, it's a lot of like, hey, hook, hook 10 survivors or use this character to, to blink attack or um, run this perk and, and see if you can do this a certain amount of time. Like it's pretty much like gameplay elementy stuff, like stuff you're going to be doing anyway. But you can kind of choose like, oh, I'm going to do this one this time. Um, and you work your way through the the book and uh, get unlocks. Um, and uh, each uh, unlock that you get sort of adds, it gives you blood points in order to spend to level up your character. But if you're doing the current compendium, you're also getting um, these like shards that level up the the season pass. And then you get cosmetic unlocks and things like that um it, it does you know the same thing that most games are doing these days where it's got the two tiers one tier is free the other one is the paid one and it's got a bunch of unlocks on there and in-game currency and that sort of stuff uh, and i got i got pretty deep into doing a bunch of that um season passing i didn't i didn't buy the season pass but i uh i picked up a couple of extra characters using the uh the in-game uh shard system which you just get shards for playing the game so I've I've got like I think I unlocked like three characters at this point. Um, Damn. Yeah, I basically leveled up most of the killers to the max. Um, I think there's like two killers from the original set that I haven't leveled up, mainly because you can actually um, you can go in into Dead by Daylight and uh, sort of like reset their perks and go back to zero and it start again. It gives you like cosmetic items, but. Uh, I don't really care about that anymore. I'm just like, I'll get them to 50 and just keep unlocking different perks and that sort of stuff for them. Yep. Um, so everybody's unlocked pretty much to 50 except for those two. And then last night I bought the latest character, which is the twins I've talked about on here before um, using the in-game currency that, so I didn't actually pay for it. I just unlocked it in the game. Yep. And the way that that one works is um, it's Victor and Charlotte you run around as Charlotte and uh, Victor is able to like come out of Charlotte. <laughs> She's like in her broken, chest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's extremely small. You can't really see him. Uh, he runs very low to the ground and he's got a pounce ability, able to bounce onto other survivors and uh, sort of like mount them. He'll sit on their head and run around and it causes them to wiggle and scream and, and run around. Um, and you, when that happens, you go back to Charlotte. So you, you switch back to her. So you're basically controlling two characters. Mm. And um, the survivor has either the option to run away and keep running or gets Victor off of the, off of, uh, the character by like smashing him on the ground. Um, so they've got a choice to make. And if they decide to keep running around and that sort of thing, uh, it's like it'll sort of ping where other people are around them so it like notifies you like this is where the survivor is at the moment and if anybody else is around them it'll also show you that there's someone else there um and so it becomes this really interesting there's like so many interesting mechanics you can do with that character because you could you can basically set up victor as like a sentry and keep him near generators and if another survivor comes near a generator you'll get the notification that like someone is over there and it'll ping like exactly where they are. Or if there's like two people, it'll show you. And so you could either switch back to Victor and then try and 
pounce on somebody or use Charlotte and just run over there and try and stop them from doing the generators or doing the yeah. objectives. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that that stuff is is really like an interesting sort of mechanic that's evolved out of people playing those characters. So she seems pretty, or she and he seems pretty, um, uh, very good at the moment. Like if you've got someone that knows what they're doing with that thing, it can cause a lot of trouble because you're able to just manage so many different areas with these two characters. And I'm wondering if maybe it might get a bit of a nerf going forward. Um, just because like people have sort of figured it out now because at the start like <laughs> it was, they weren't very good it, um obviously was a bit broken at the start a lot of the perks Broke, weren't yeah, working yeah but they fixed a bunch of that stuff now right. um and so people have started to learn how to use them really well and it's become pretty pretty good so um, i'm having fun with 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 that character at the moment and just the game in general like it's so good that is such a fantastic game um they've got another update coming out pretty soon which they're testing at the moment um the, the new matchmaking system they're rolling out which will be sort of like mmr based on individual killers and so for instance if you're playing as um the wraith and you're a fucking god wraith killer mm. like that's that's your main and then they bring out uh you want to try the nurse but the, the nurse is the one that sort of blinks around the map yeah. And you have to try and hit people with that. And maybe like you're a really like a rank one survivor and you go up against like other rank one, sorry, you're a rank one killer and you go up against rank one survivors, but you don't want to play as a nurse because you're trash at it. Like it sort of deters you from doing that. Yep. And so this individual MMR system is going to give each killer its own MMR and so that you can play against different people of different skill levels depending on how good you are at certain killers which i think is really good smart um, idea because it allows you to experiment a bit more like less you know trying to learn a certain character or having perks that aren't as good because you haven't leveled up that character as much um it's not going to be as sweaty games so yeah uh, that's going to be really good and, and they're still um they're doing a ui change on it as well which i don't like um I don't know how that got past whoever was designing it, but I think it's a terrible UI and yep. uh, they should change it. I feel like they're not going to change it, no. but they need to change it because it's just bad. It's, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Um, hmm. Just too many things on there. I'm like, it's not clean. There's stuff all over the screen now. They've sort of moved um, some of the perks around that are on the screen. They've got some really good um quality of life stuff on there for like newer players there's like a hook limit on there that shows you now so how many times you've hooked uh players right. yeah um i guess the idea behind that is to make killers feel like they're still doing a good job as generators are getting uh completed because your only indication as a killer at this stage is how many generators are left on the screen and yep. if you're playing a game and there's two generators left that's your sort of indicator of how well you're doing. Um, yep. By having this hook counter on there now, it's showing you how many times you've hooked people and how well that is actually happening. Um, the other thing they're adding in is the, I think they're adding notches to survivors to show you how many times they've been hooked as well, right. uh, which I, I like. I think it's a good change. 
Um, it allows you to see as a survivor how many other people have been hooked and if anybody else can go for the save um, yeah, or who's yeah. nearby that can go for the save. Um, I'm not sure if it shows you that when you're a killer. Um, I've never had a problem I, knowing, but uh, like knowing how many times yeah. I've hooked anyone in particular because I keep a lot of, I keep a pretty careful keep track of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I got my fucking... <laughs> woo, doo, doo. Uh, this motherfucker, but like, cause I specifically me three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Triple hook motherfucker. Welcome to the tunnel. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I specifically don't want to three hook people. So yeah. I will often just let people go if I've already hooked them twice. And it's, I don't find it that difficult to keep track mm. of, but uh, as a survivor, uh, it can be like, especially when you're trying to stay on uh, away from your your teammates uh, and and do Jennies on the other side of the map. Yeah, it can be difficult to tell who's been hooked how many times or to re- remember just based on the vague outline and and the amount of times yeah. they've been injured. So I think that's a good good addition. I don't think killers need it to be honest. Yeah, but maybe they're I, trying I to make. Uh, and, and again, it might not show you for killers. I, I'm not yeah. 100% sure. They're still in the player test build at the moment. Yeah. Um, but there's some changes that are happening. They're going to be doing some um, some more map reworks as well, um, which I think they just put another announcement out today saying they're fixing the lighting on one or two of them, which is fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm deep in Dead by Daylight right now. I'm just, uh, I'm loving it a lot. I think I've probably put like 100 hours in over the last like maybe since we last talked or something it's uh or close to it looks like 76 hours maybe Gold. since the break yeah. nice there's been a lot anyway that's uh dead by daylight out on dbd pretty much everything nice um do you want to talk about some stuff yeah um i mean first things first uh i've got a 3080 in my pc nice uh yeah. I've got the MSI Supreme X uh, 3080. It's a fucking beast. Uh, I went, I did a review of it for OzGamers, which entail, in, involved a fucking ton, a ton of uh, benchmarking. Um, mm. I didn't wind up playing the games that I was bench- benchmarking all that much, um, but it does lead into one of the games I've played. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's it's a killer fucking card. One of the things I noticed um, while I was doing it uh, was that like it was it's it's almost too big for my case, which mm. is crazy, right? Uh, it is a giant fucking card, like it's massive. Um, and like as a result, it was literally choking off the intake. Uh, air intake from the bottom. So my my case has it's it's sort of built around the idea of uh, liquid cooling, uh, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize when I purchased it. I thought I purchased the air variants because I wasn't going to liquid cool my PC this time. Um, yeah. But uh, I've since purchased an AIO solution, uh, more guy. Uh, on our Discord, suggested a, 
a good one. What the fuck's it called? Where the fuck is it? What is it called? Damn it. Uh, I gotta fucking look it up. The Arctic Cooling Liquid Freezer Two. Um, uh, it's like uh, it's like no 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 RGB slick black looking motherfucker. Um, and it's it's gonna be the cooling situ uh, solution of my dreams when it arrives, which is coming from the States. And I think it's not due for another week, um, which means I'm gonna have to fucking... I'd, so the first thing I did when I installed this thing was freaked out because my fucking CPU was sitting at uh, 80 plus under stress mm. constantly, like constantly. And that was with... I had have a pretty aggressive fan curve already because uh, I don't care too much about the noise. Uh, the case itself did a really good job of muting fan noise and uh, I've usually got a fan on in here, uh, like a, a room fan. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to hear over anyway. So it didn't really fucking impact me. So I didn't give a fuck about it getting fucking noisy but i did worry about my cpu fucking scorching itself and under like while i was doing these fucking benches it was getting hot man it was getting well hot and uh so the first thing i did was i replaced the thermal paste because i had uh some bodge shit that i bought from fucking jcar on uh, right. which I bought as a sort of stopgap solution. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should stop using the stopgap solution. I'm going to have to replace that again, which is a pain in the dick. Uh, I've got the Noctua NTH1 stuff on there now. I mean, it was simple enough to fucking do. Like, reapplying thermal paste isn't all that difficult. It's just, you know, actually doing it is a bit of a pain it's never like you know you carefully fucking swiping shit off i don't know it's just it's not fun it's a it's, it's a bit tedious anyway replace that instantly uh reduced my thermals by about five to ten degrees which was fantastic but then i noticed on these benchmarks it was still fucking ripping especially under 4k like on 4k games it was still fucking like well up there. And I'm like, that's just not good. It's just not ideal. And uh, it wasn't until like, I like sort of sat there and stared at my fucking case. I'm like, why is this happening? And I realized, so I've got, um, uh, what's the fucking opposite of exhaust? Intake. intake. I got fans, the fans at the bottom of my fucking case are for intake. And uh, everything else is for exhaust because fucking hot air rises. It made sense to me when I fucking put it together. Uh, I've got the the tower itself lifted off the ground. So it's not like trying to suck in intake from through the fucking carpet or some shit. Um, it's like plenty, it's plenty of clearance. I think like all of this, all of this fucking situation made a lot of sense. And it wasn't a problem when I had 1070 in the fucking case uh and also i wasn't trying to benchmark shit at 4k but um yeah as soon as i started yeah i worked it out i'm like okay that's what's happening the fucking intake fans are sitting underneath a 
the world's biggest fucking 3080. Like, it is literally the world's largest. Like, that is part of its claim to fame is that it's the world's largest 3080. And mm. to get the fucking, like, I had to, like, cram the side of the case on. So I opened up the fucking case and I've just had it sitting open, which isn't ideal. Um, but I'll leave it open until I get my fucking uh, AIO, my Arctic whatever the fuck, uh, because it instantly, instantly solved my problems. I mean, it's still getting, it still gets hot under load uh, because it's a fucking computer and that's mm. what they do. I mean, it's still rolling up around fucking, I think it gets to 75 now under load, the CPU does. The fucking graphics card, no chance. Uh, it, it doesn't get, it doesn't heat. It, it's ridiculous. I have no idea what the fuck is going on with it but it's just cold all the time. It's like a fucking, it's a hot fucking summer's day and that's it. It gets up to, yeah. I think it got up to 37 uh, at one point and that was about the highest it got. And I'm like, that is fucking ridiculous. That is crazy. But I mean, it does have, it is taking up all of the intake fan right there uh, and then directly blowing hot air onto my CPU. Um, which <laughs> yeah. isn't helpful, but uh, anyway, um, it's a beast. It is an absolute beast. I beat all of Costa's fucking benchmarks except in the Division Two, where I had. I think we dropped that from our from our testing suite because we couldn't like, we just couldn't. It it didn't make sense, right? I beat all of his benchmarks, or I tied all of his benchmarks uh, on in games that were like. CPU heavy. Uh, otherwise, if they were more graphics card heavy, I beat them. Um, for for every, he's got a couple of thirty eighties. He's got the um, sixty eight hundred XT as well, and I just walloped him. He's got a better CPU than me. He's got a thirty eight hundred X, and I got a thirty seven hundred X. I mean, it's not a huge difference, but I sh he's also got uh, thirty six hundred RAM, and I'm only at thirty two hundred. So. Like, he should be benching higher than me, but this mm. fucking graphics card made up the fucking difference. The only one, um, yeah, that you won't see in the fucking list was uh, the Division 2. Something's wrong with that game, man. There is something wrong with that game. I do not understand what is going on with it, but it's not just me. I, like, fucking... It drove me around the bend. I was getting fucking garbage results. I didn't even realize. I wasn't, be like, I wasn't comparing my benches to his while I was doing them, I was just doing them. Because I felt like, in my mind, if I knew that I was going for something, um, then it might impact my, I don't know, it might impact the results somehow. Like, just in my brain, I'm like, okay, just do the benches, independent of any knowledge of what his benches are, so that what, like, what I output is what I am happy to output, as opposed to, oh, well... It should be this, you know? Mm. I just wanted it to be fully independent. It wasn't until I submitted and he's like, what's wrong with the division? I don't understand. I went and paired and yeah, I was like 40 frames under uh, what he was putting out. And uh, I knew there was something, I knew there was something wrong with the division because um, it was dropping to like, fuck, it, was, it would go at like four frames a second on, um, on the menu. Like... It was a pain in the dick. Actually, Battlefront 2 does this as well. It's a DirectX 12 thing. I'm not sure exactly what, but it was a pain. 
Um, and I'm, yeah, far from the only person. You, if you Google it, loads of people with 30 series cards are having this problem with the Division 2, which is mm. pretty crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I just dropped it. We just dropped it from the benches because it didn't seem like well, we tried to troubleshoot it. We tried troubleshooting it for like fucking hours and we couldn't work out what it was. Um, and so it just didn't seem worth doing. As I wrote in the fucking review, Obviously, you got to take all these benches with a grain of salt because I don't have an identical setup. But I think it speaks to the fucking the oomph that this card has that uh, it was able to fucking outdo everything Costa has um, with worse Eternals surrounding it. It just it was fucking carrying that shit. It was fucking LeBron James on the Cavs mm-hmm. type shit. Um, so yeah, which is good. Um, it's a killer card. It is fucking expensive, but yeah, I mean, if you can where get can a you buy them from? right? Like, yeah, where can you buy them from? <laughs> Scalpers on eBay, I think, is the primary source. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Well, if you can get your hands on this card, fucking do it. Like, you may as well. But fucking good luck. Uh- <laughs> How's the um? Because uh, this is, I guess, your first foray into ray traced games mm. what did you fire up how they look what'd you think yeah. uh yeah it's like you there's there's loads of games where you don't notice it at all uh until you're specifically doing benchmarking with it on and off and i think that's a really helpful way to get a good appreciation for what it adds i don't think it adds all that much it just doesn't detract uh no like it, it add like it looks way better, right? Like the way light plays, like control's fucking gorgeous. Uh, I didn't put it on the list and I probably should have, but uh, I haven't finished. I'm playing through the Alan Wake uh, expansion mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't finished it yet. So I'm, I'm still going. I'll probably talk about that next week when I finish it. I assume I need to finish it. Um, yeah, but it looks gorgeous. Call of Duty, fucking Black Ops. Uh Holy shit, they did some fucking work with that one. Like, they that's fucking gorgeous. They did really well. Mm. Um How'd you get yeah, Cyberpunk? Uh It didn't really make any fucking difference to me. I, that game just fucking looks ugly, man. I don't understand. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That game just <laughs> looks You're fucking taking crazy pills. <laughs> ugly. It's an ugly game. Um You're nuts. It's an ugly game, man. Like, it's the one time that I really appreciated it was I specifically, and I did this on purpose, uh, I specifically turned everything on. Um, but, like, there's there's a sequence where, like, you, you just ride as a passenger in a car uh, through uh, whatever the fuck the city's Night called. City. Night City. Um, you ride through it, but it's at night, and so you you're like you're sort of going along the river, and it looks fucking gorgeous. And so I made sure to keep a save point at that point, and I turned all the fucking bibs and bobs on, and I did it again. And that shit is fucking gorgeous. Uh, that was fucking really nice. And then you'd get like to the end of the fucking destination. And there'd be some fucking, like, uh, cyber prostitute T-posing 
uh, with one of their arms stuck through a wall, and you're like, fuck this game. <laughs> fuck this game. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, you, the easiest way to notice fucking RTX shit is in Quake or, or Minecraft because you know how those games are supposed to look. And then the difference is like, holy, absolute fuck. This is crazy. Um, this looks so much better. Yeah. But like I, I RTX... Was looking, sorry, go. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was looking into Minecraft RTX because that's just gone uh, like... It's out of beta or something now, right? And I think so. Yeah. Um, I was looking into it. Apparently, you can get your survival maps in there, and I was pretty close to pulling the trigger on it, but I got stuck with some other games. But it's something I definitely want to jump in and check out. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's have a Minecraft server again that I get bored yeah. with. Because I'm not interested in the creative mode. Uh, like I don't know. No, that's not or my thing. Adventure I wanna... mode or the fuck it's called. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll do it. Nice. Um, cool. The, no, Sounds good. The, what I was going to say was uh, that's not even the fucking most impressive thing. The mm. most impressive thing about these 30 series cards, and I think it applies to the 20 series cards as well, I believe they've got it is DLSS. Mm. You just... The fucking gains are out of control. The, f- the, the amount of extra frames you get out of DLSS is ludicrous it's almost like it's 75 percent in a lot of cases and that is crazy uh mm. that's the tech that yeah like i mean you said about a fucking million billion times um when we were trying to bait you into buying an amd graphics card but uh <laughs> dlss like until amd does something like dlss they just they can't they can't compete. It's it's too huge. Like you, it it makes like I know the implementation at first wasn't all that good. It was sort of shitty, uh, mm. but it's not. They now. fixed it. Yeah. It is so fucking good. Uh, it is basically just now the game is fucking better. Uh, now the game runs better. You like, yeah, it's ludicrous. I I get fucking. This isn't DLSS related, but I get like 200 frames in fucking Battlefront. Uh, it's pointless. I don't need that many frames, but like it just fucking rips through that game. That game looks so fucking pretty. And and it's at 200, like, ludicrous. Bananas. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, what game sucked? Watchdog Legion uh, just did not run well. Just didn't go well. Uh under any circumstances right that game, it's, but it's very cpu heavy it just fucking yeah it's just disappointing anyway yeah fair enough yep uh right. 30 80 30 80 available nowhere yeah basically <laughs> and they uh, announced the new card Oh my goodness, what are they doing? The, what was that the 3060 ti or whatever the fuck it was the 3060 yeah all oh, right yeah gold uh let's talk about crying sons this is free on epic uh i think like the first week of the year uh so i grabbed it and decided to check it out um it's an interesting game uh it's quite fun it's it's sort of like uh it reminds me a lot of ftl it's like a roguelike space spaceship based roguelike except uh it's a little bit more um 
real-time tactics. Mm. Uh, so the combat's better, I think. Um, the storytelling's more in-depth. It's sort of got this June quality to it. Uh, you know, these, like, this epic fantasy, but in a sci-fi setting type thing. Uh, some, yeah, some interesting shit going on with it. And, uh, yeah, I think the, my biggest problem with it is that I feel like it almost takes too long. Like there's, you know, like there's like a factor in roguelikes. There's this element, this point in a roguelike or roguelite, whatever the fuck, uh, where where you reach a point where like it's not enough to know uh what you're doing like mastery of a roguelite is when you know that you've fucked up and it's time to start over like you know that you can't just brute force your way out of your mistakes like that is a it might not be mastery, but it is a pivotal point in your playing time with these kinds of games. Like once you mm. reach that point, that's, I feel like you are good enough that you, you're definitely going to succeed at some point. Um, my problem with Growing Sons is I feel like the, like it takes too long. Uh, and so it's very difficult to analyze when you made that that particular mistake like i don't think it doesn't have like a lot of um dexterity based skill checks uh like there is an element of it in the in the combat because you fly your big battleship in and then you send smaller battleships out to do the fighting and there is an element of dexterity based uh like stuff because it is technically real time but you can pause it so uh, you can take your time to work out what you're going to do and you can pause to make up for any mistakes you make uh, in that. And so it's not difficult to win provided you have been maintaining your onboard fleet the entire time. But it can be difficult to know whether or not you have made that fleet strong enough until it's way too late to know. Mm-hmm. Like you just wind up in a fight where you are up against overwhelming odds and like you play through a couple of times and that's when you like you realize, oh, I needed to be sort of like, it's almost like uh, a, uh, a gear check, right? In like, wow or something, right? Uh, except like if this gear check like happened and to rectify this you needed to have made far better decisions like six fights ago and you can't it's difficult to analyze the mistakes you made because the mistakes you're making aren't aren't at that moment they're so fucking far so long ago and it's only exacerbated by the the pace of the game um which yeah obviously makes makes it that much more difficult to to rectify and i think that's the problem that i have with it is that it feels i love the storytelling it feels like a ftl with better combat 
Um, but yeah, you wind up in these situations where it's difficult to know exactly what, like why you lost any particular run because mm. the mistakes that you made are so fucking far removed from when you made them. And yeah, I just, I don't like that kind of stuff. You know, I don't like that particular style of game design. Some people like it. It's not really for me. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Uh, if you if you're interested in that sort of thing, I definitely recommend checking it out. It was free on Epic. I don't know how much it costs now. Uh, if you can get it free, then fuck do it. But yeah, mm. if you got it while it was the free game, yeah, give it a run. Like see how you feel about it. But um, yeah, just be forewarned. It's uh, it's difficult to tell when you fucked up. I I think maybe it's just. You know, <clears throat> I've got some blinders that make it so I don't know or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, what do we got next? Uh, uh, Monster Train. Monster Train. Um, this is a game that was on, I think, both of our game of the year lists yep. for last year. Uh, still playing a bunch of Monster Train. Um it went to Game Pass, right? And so we had a couple of people in the Discord jumping in and playing it as well um, during the break. Yeah. Uh, this It's it's gone pretty well, I think. Uh, Cleb got right into it. He's been uh, issuing some pretty good challenges. Uh, we had... Uh, yeah. I, just, I had a run where I was playing it fucking every day. I was doing the daily challenges every day. Um mm. I stopped because they started doing these fucking permadeath dailies where when a unit that isn't your hero or your champion rather uh, mm. dies, they're removed from your deck. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I just don't like <laughs> that. It's not yeah. how I like to play. I like my I like building up my fucking my characters and uh, yeah, I like, I like that style of play than the idea that they might disappear i suppose you could just concentrate on spell builds or whatever the fuck but i just don't find that terribly engaging i think i said that fucking ages ago like back mm. when it first came out it was a criticism i had of the game and it's still a criticism that i have i just don't think that it made like i think you even posted like yeah there is specifically a variant of uh the final boss who fucks a spell build entirely. Yeah. And that's like, you can't do anything about that. You just, yeah. you're sort of just fucked. The, um, the boss, whenever you play your first card, that's a spell card. It consumes it. Yeah. And so I, I, during the break, I was playing the spell, um, champion. Yeah. And I was basically going through the covenant ranks and got to that. I still managed to get through it because what I did was um, had the sting, uh, sting um, artifact that gave yep. me a sting card. I think every right first round or something yeah. like that. And so every time that I would start a new round, I would automatically get a sting card, and I would just use that as my consume card. But otherwise, like if I didn't have that, I would have been like screwed, completely screwed. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. 
that's why I stopped. But uh, I had a lot of fun, and I definitely pick it up again. I love the challenges in that game. Um, yeah, I made a pretty good one, I think. Uh, the I beat everyone at. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, the I guess the it's what we talked about, like last episode, I suppose. Like they mm. literally changed it, the challenge system to be how we wanted it to be, and now it's like that. Yeah, I love it so much more. Like, yeah, I, I issued the challenge. I didn't know how I'd go on it. Um, mm. But now I can, like, I can actually look at how other people played and uh, yeah. work out exactly where they went wrong. I can actually see where they went wrong or wh what they did correctly that I didn't, or, like, stuff like that. And that's fucking rad. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's the one thing that I don't like about those challenges is that... Um, they base the scoring off of how quickly you can kill the boss, I think. And so it favors certain play styles. And I don't think I like that. Uh, right. Because um, like, because I think the, um, you, you and I finished it. I think maybe Cleb died. And then um, one of the other PR guys that we were playing with was, uh, was also playing the same time I was because I could see him in the game, like his right, little train yeah. was yep. in there. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then he <laughs> emailed me later on. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like that sort of stuff is cool. But yeah, the scoring system, because uh, it bases off how quickly you can kill a boss. And so if you're playing a certain role where you're doing, like say like a frost build where you want to, get the frost damage on the bottom and then it's so it's doing like heavy damage at the top yeah. uh like something like um i don't know like the frost doesn't decay or something like that like that doesn't favor a person that goes that build as opposed to somebody that's like i'm gonna put multi-strike on this thing and have them on the bottom floor and just wallop them in one go like so all of a sudden you're you're encouraging people just to play a certain way you know what yeah. i mean and yep. so I don't, I think the scoring system needs to change How would you somehow. Fix Sorry? How would you fix it? I, I like my, my, um, my chess thing where like, I think I mentioned this when I was watching the Queen's Gambit, but like have it be some sort of time based. Again, you run into problems where you can speed the game time up, yeah. but I, I wonder if you can do something with that. But because well, I've so seen speak. games where like somebody's taken like 30 minutes longer than me and i'm like and they've they've only like just beaten me by like a thousand points or something like really like you know what i mean stuff like you're that. still upset because i beat you like that come on come on son i had to go away okay it's a card game i went like fucking did some stuff um i think what if you were to have it because like we try we almost like I, I do think that would almost work uh one of the things uh because i was playing and talking to club about it uh and he was he was saying that he just doesn't play the slow methodical style that i do mm. um like and you can see it like in his failed attempt he he was like half an hour uh shorter than than i was uh and he'd made it like more than two-thirds of the way through the fucking run so he was belting yeah. through it uh 
so yeah, I would love to see, like we tried to, I tried to get him to set up a, um, a Tyrant's one. Like you can actually set it to play Hellrush uh, with a specific uh, set of rules, but uh, we couldn't, you have to like play it at the same time, unfortunately, which I I don't like. I'd love it. Like I don't think Hellrush yeah. needs to be done like at the same time. I don't think it's important to the the way that the game plays out. We did play a bunch of Hell Rushes. That's the battle royale mode where eight people play at the same time, and you've mm-hmm. only got a limited amount of time um, to complete the level. And if you run out of time, it just auto plays for you, and you get fucking flapped. Um, it, it it's rough. Um, but I would love for it to be independent. I would like it just set a timer. But the other thing I was thinking was uh, you could count boss damage. So damage done to bosses uh, outside of the final phase and mm. then not, not count the, the boss rush. So count those. So if it comes into the final phase with like 800 down, Mm. Um, then count that as a bunch of extra points and don't add the boss rush bonus uh, yeah. and, and change it that way. I think it might work to alleviate some of your... Concerns. At the moment, you get scoring based off how quickly you kill the boss. So if it's on the bottom level, it's like three times. And if it's on yeah. the second level, then you get two times bonus score. And then the one room on the pyre is a certain like a different score and uh, yeah i think that it's forcing players to stack on the bottom and just have you know big fat units on the bottom as opposed to like like i said before if you're doing spell builds or uh like if you if you want to put spell weakness on a on that bottom row and then put a spell on them put another spell weakness on them the next round and then hit them with something hard on the top row it's like it's not really for it's not really allowing you to play it that way it's more trying to get you just to get heavy hitting cards and just do it as quickly as possible and so yeah. i think that changing the way that it scores it uh would be a lot better cuz like it seems like the way that you play the game and that i play the game is very different to uh like i used to especially depending on what build you're playing like at the moment when I'm playing my spell builds, I put them on the bottom row. But if I'm playing something else, I might chuck them. Like if I'm playing like Umbra where you're feeding units, I want them on the top so that they get super fat. And by the time whatever is attacking gets to the top row, they just get annihilated because they've got so much damage and health and that sort of thing. And so again, it's, yeah, it's forcing you to play a certain way. And I just don't think. Uh, you know, not that the scoring, like the games are bad or broken or anything like that. I just think there's an area of improvement that they could make it better. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what else I noticed about the difference in our styles is that I have won all of the challenges and uh, um, and you have lost them all. And Not all of them. Uh, there was challenges when we were playing away, but I think I've only played like yeah, one Yeah, like ages and ages ago. Yeah. Uh, but now, now that you keep losing challenges, you're like, oh, we should show each other the score works so that... Uh, <laughs> I only played can, one challenge. We can somehow stop... Uh, Wilt from winning all the basketball games. That's what you're like. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. That's I, um, trying to stop the Wilt Chamberlain of Monster Train. That's me. I got to Covenant 5, I think, at this point with my spell I, build that I've been playing. I got through yeah. all the way from 1 to 5. They still uh, have so, a problem with the Covenant system in that I should be able to play way above Covenant. 
are Covenant that like I'm at. I shouldn't be forced okay. to play Covenant five and then Covenant six and then Covenant seven, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just let me play fucking. I know I can beat Covenant fifteen. Just let me fucking do it. Uh, I don't like that's that's my that's the biggest thing. Holding why don't you back. beat it? Huh? Why don't you I beat do. it? Ben? I, why don't you beat six? You get there. I'm just. It's just. It's just. Not the way I'm more interested in playing challenges. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I could beat six easily. I mean, if, have you beaten six? Um, I don't know. I think I'm at five. Or Right, right. I haven't tried six, yeah. I mean, just based on how the challenges are played out, anything you can beat, I can obviously beat because I'm better <laughs> than you at this um, game. So I'd like, you know, just based on empirical we'll evidence. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just make, make a challenge and see if... You can actually beat me at one. Uh, like, make one of your spell challenges or something. I don't play spell builds. So, like, surely you'd be able to win at that. Surely. You would think. You would think. I mean, you could play uh, What do you think? Builds. That would make sense, right? Like, I think it makes sense. Uh, interesting. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, Monster Train. It's good fun. Yep. And I'm the best of it. Um, what else have we got here? Um, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, so I actually played this because uh, it was one of the games that I benched in um, my 3080 review, uh, but I didn't. I don't have it on Origin anymore. Uh, so I had to log in to my, my brother's Origin account and uh, bench it through that because I didn't want to fucking buy it. And... Uh, but like doing the benches, it got me like, ah, oh, okay, I'm gonna go fucking, I'm gonna play a Fallen Order. Um, it was on Xbox. They released uh, a uh, next gen patch, uh, like mm. a patch to to get it to work better. And uh, I'm like, hey, that's actually exactly what I need because I didn't want to play a game where timing is everything at 30 frames a second. I knew that that wasn't going to be a good time. Uh, but yeah, played on the Series X uh, via Game Pass. Hashtag Game Pass. And um, yeah, played through all of it, finished it. Uh, I had to start over, which is a bit annoying, but uh, it didn't matter. And I'll tell you why it didn't matter. Because I played it on easy, Luke. I played through the entire game on easy and it was fantastic. Uh, I do not understand why anyone would play through that game on anything else. Uh, I said it way back, way back when I was first playing, uh, that one of the problems it had was that it wanted to have the Dark Souls-style combat punishment, but like The Witcher, it wanted to have that flourish, that, mm. uh, that fancy Jedi shit. And... Uh, it was not exact enough to really carry that off. And so like the That's because 3, I showed you how broken was it was. 100%. You were loving 100%. it. You were loving it. And you're like, oh, this game's broken. Get the fuck out of here. I was, look, I was loving it, but like, I just like Star Wars things. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, like The Witcher 3, played on easy. And I just played it on, played this on easy, got through it. I was fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, the stuff they do in it is like the storytelling stuff is fucking awesome. I don't want to spoil anything, but they've got some like flashbacks and stuff, and it's sort of 
set mm. right after or sort of yeah right after the prequels or sort of in between the prequels and the original trilogy and uh yeah tells a fucking phenomenal story it's before uh, the prequels hey some of it's set before the prequels what or during during yes certainly during the flashbacks are during the prequels yeah. uh but yeah the the bulk of the game is set after the prequels um and yeah just it tells this fucking awesome story uh and yeah i just i thought they did a really good job um mm-hmm. of telling that story and telling and like expanding the the star wars universe and i'm like i did not like the main character at all uh i just didn't like him i just didn't it was a blank slate. It was nothing. Um, he was basically someone to hold a lightsaber and then uh, carry fucking uh, BD one around. Like that's that's what he existed for. But uh, outside of that, yeah, like I just think they did a really good job. Went to some really interesting places, like gorgeous locations and stuff like that, and yeah, it just played out really well. Uh, it's definitely worth finishing. Just played on fucking easy. Uh, the best thing about playing on easy is that like giant fucking like stink bugs, they no longer take five hits from a lightsaber. It's a fucking mm. laser sword. They can cut through fucking blast doors, right? But they can't fucking chop through a fucking stink bug in less than like it still takes two hits. And in my opinion, two hits is one too many for killing a fucking stink bug with a yeah. fucking laser sword. But nevertheless, uh, or stormtroopers, or well, yeah, exactly right. Although they 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 die in one hit on easy, which is good. You just roll up on counts of fucking split. Uh, but yeah, like holy shit. Uh, yeah, it's just better on easy. Play it on easy. Do it. All right. Do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Star Wars Battlefront Two, which uh was the free game on the Epic Game Store. Uh, at the moment, I think it's still on there, right? Um, I yeah, never still... played it. <laughs> Battlefront Two. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, actually, sorry, I did. I played the um the beta that they did, uh, the free demo, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I was never a fan of Battlefield. Sorry, Battlefront One either. I, I never really i I played that at a preview event. Didn't really see the appeal. Um. And then with the second one, the thing that really got me is I, I had a chance to preview it. And uh, I remember interviewing somebody on the team back then and just being like, I don't get it. Like, why is there all this pay to win stuff in here? <laughs> because that's what the game was doing back then. You'd had all these loot boxes, but they had uh, like hero cards that would be attached to abilities and things like that. And it was just like really not a good system. Um, they ended up fixing a bunch of that and, and uh, yeah, kind of got some, you know, turned that game around a lot and uh, made it a bit better. And so now it's it was the free game. So uh, at least I jumped in and played a bit. We got Nate back in, obviously. He's a big Star Wars fiend. You you were in there, a couple others over the weekend and yeah, played some Star Wars. We've had Z in. Uh, we had... Uh... Johnny Bravo playing with us. Uh, Doctor E three played. Um, I think 
Heath might have downloaded it. Like we we've got we've got the makings for some fucking big big ass squads. Um, mm. just yeah, been having fun with it, man. Like uh, playing like playing together. It's I think you know what it is. Like the stakes don't seem that high, and I don't know what it is necessarily uh, that lowers the stakes, but yeah, it just feels like. I don't know, you can get away with fucking about a bit. Like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but we just mm. fight about and we still... Either we win or... You know, maybe that's what it is. Like, either we win or the teams are so fucking lopsided and you can see from the scoreboard yeah. at the end that you just never had a hope. And it's one of those battlefield situations where you just redefine what success is in that well hey we did our best we fucking mm. we definitely did like what we could to to stop this shit uh from from falling apart but yeah because yeah. it's got a lot of those um battlefield issues in there like the old battlefield issues where uh you could sort of spawn camp an area um and get away with just keeping the enemy team locked in their base on yep. maps where there were control points. And yep. what, what Battlefield ended up doing to sort of rectify that was um, having these behemoths come in, at least in that Battlefield game, uh, yep. Battlefield 1, and allowing you to push forward a bit more. They got rid of that concept in Battlefield, what was it called? Just Battlefield? I don't even remember. Battlefield 5. 5, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the spawning system in that game was a lot better. Yeah. Um, there was definitely still problems in some of those maps, but they did a pretty good job for the most part on fixing a bunch of that stuff. And uh, I think at least in Battlefront 2, that, those issues are still, they're there. Like, and they're pretty prominent, especially with the game being a game that you can switch between third person and first person. It really enables you to, um, as a defender to have an advantage over <laughs> pretty much the scenario because you can sit behind a wall, see when somebody's coming towards you and just pop out and know exactly where you need to shoot. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 mean, I enjoyed aspects of the game that we were playing, but at the same time, I'm like, I do not like the third person aspect of it at all. And that's kind of hard to to do without those hero classes i feel like maybe because you want to see the people throwing laser swords around or, yeah. or maybe just force the perspective or just be like fuck it you're first person uh no i think battlefront is is like a much more casual battlefield and i think mm. it's just sort of yeah you have to take the good with the bad when it yeah. comes to that i don't think you could force first person in that game i think it'd be fucking rough man uh yeah. it's already like especially with the heroes they move so fucking quick i've been playing a lot of yoda because he's got he's like fucking he's basically odd job except he's nigh invincible uh and one hits cunts so like ludicrous he's tiny so people don't see him the only thing they see is the fucking green laser fucking rolling up out of nowhere at about three times as fast as they can move. And so the amount of times I will like loop around 
mm. a point and then just come in through the back and just fucking swing away on cunts is it's too damn high and i, f- I almost feel bad for it uh i don't because they're the enemy uh they're seppy scum but uh yeah nevertheless like fucking rip through them and you don't notice until like you're on the other end of it where like you just you hear sort of out of nowhere it'll be like and you're like ah fuck and like you'll be halfway around to turning around and this is in third person and it doesn't matter you'll be half fucking turned and then you fucking see fucking sword come through and you're like oh i'm done uh yeah like in first person it'd be way more fucked i think it'd be Mm. even harder uh, I was playing, I know Nate switches between first and third a lot for shooting. I don't anymore. I don't bother. I just play entirely in third. I need. I want the right. extra information that you get out of it. I don't feel like I get that much more accuracy from uh, ADSing. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not even an ADS, is it? It's more of a zoom in Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at that point. Um, I, I'm playing first person on the... I don't know, the default classes, I guess. And when you pick your hero, uh, when you spend currency to unlock or spawn in as a different character, that's when it goes to... Because most of them are third-person characters from yeah. what I can tell. I like that system. I think it's really cool. The spending uh, objective points or whatever it is that you're... However you're getting those points in order to get a new character um, and and you you know deciding whether or not you want to bank them up and then go to the ultimate like Jedi or Sith or go somewhere in between where you're like a battle droid or something like that. I, I really think that stuff is really interesting and cool. Uh, it's it's something that um they were toying with. It was in, I think, Battlefield 1 where you could spend points to sort of... Uh, were you able to make like infrastructure around the, the area? Was that something that was in the game or am I imagining that? I don't think you spent points for it. No, nah, I thought you could do it. You could build Maybe that was just a support kids. class was you, just building built, it. Yeah, and you built a lot more in Battlefield Five as well. Yeah, I feel like they had that in a game where you would spend points to make things. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, I like that idea. But again, that be- becomes like a snowball effect of teams that are doing really well just keep getting more and more points and getting better heroes and characters. And so does that become an issue at some stage? I don't know. Um What's worse is when your team like pisses away their points, like just pointless stuff. Like they'll just continuously spawn a tank and then gab and grace grill it up by sitting at the back with it and yeah. doing nothing. Or they'll spend a fu- they'll. Oh man, we had a couple of games yesterday. Uh, me and Nate. Actually, it's happened a bunch of times over the weekend, where like one of us would be. Uh, the hero and we'd just be supported mm. like, I'd be running along as Yoda and I'd have like fucking Johnny Bravo Z Doctor and, and Nate all like just a few steps behind me and so fucking Darth Maul would roll up or some shit and like just yeah. scoot in to, to get me and he'd just get belted I'd, I'd be hitting him but so too with like the three people at my flank and it's just like we'd be outside their fucking spawn mm-hmm. they'd spend four thousand fucking points on darth maul spawn in 
and then just throw it away. Uh, and it's just, it's like, you can tell that your teammates are definitely doing that kind of thing as well. And it's just, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I'm having fun with it. Like, it's enjoyable. They've definitely done a lot of good things to it. And I'm hoping they do get another chance to make a sequel. Um, and that they have learnt all the mistakes that they had making that game at launch because they've definitely turned it around. Like, it's a much better yeah. uh, game than where it was when at least I played it before release. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they won't get a chance to do that. Maybe we'll talk about that more in the news section. We'll see. Uh, anything else you want to say about Battlefront? Um, they've got bots in the game, and this is Do sort they? of tangential, yeah. Uh, but, like, it's weird because you don't care, right? It's weird because I played PUBG. I didn't put it on the list, but I played PUBG briefly over the fucking break, and the bots Why? in that game are so fucking obvious. I, I, <laughs> it was for science. Uh, Klebe fucking he baited me into it. Um but uh, yeah, like I got like five kills in my few games of PUBG. Every single one of my PUBG games, uh, I would disconnect for no reason, and then I'd have to reconnect. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's still just a trash game. Uh, but the bots, right? Like in Battlefront, like you learn to be able, like you, I can now tell when I'm shooting at a bot versus a human because of their actions. Uh, but they're competent enough that, like, a couple of them could actually take you down. Whereas mm. in fucking PUBG, if you don't know a bot, it might be time to hang it up. It might be time to hang it all up. Uh, <laughs> unless they full-blown ambush you mid-firefight with someone else. Because the way they fucking work, like, you can tell pub bots in PUBG because uh, you, like, shoot them and then they'll, like, turn fucking 270 degrees in the wrong direction and then they'll switch guns like three times. And if they haven't died by that point, like maybe you should work on your aim a bit. Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, but in Battlefront, yeah, they were like, we had we had one game yesterday where they actually fucking jumped us. Uh, they didn't get any kills. There were like four of them, and we like we slapped them. But like they actually got the jump on us. Um, because they were like pushing forward and like when they attack, they like they dodge roll out of the way of stuff and they'll take a bit of time to uh, kick off their health regen status and stuff like that. And yeah, you just wind up in these situations where you're like, yeah, that was a bot, but they were like decent. So you don't care about killing bots. It's actually fine. Mm. And I think that's. Are they named or are they just they always random have, enemies running around? They always have these like goofy. Uh, like the robots are all called like TK something or other and the clients are oh. all called something else and the sequel uh, Stormtroopers are always FN something or other. And like, yeah, right. you can tell when you've killed one, definitely. Um, but like even in the fight, you can sort of tell as well. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That's about it. It's good. Cool. I, I like it. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with playing with the, the crew. Yeah. That's about it. All right. Uh, Battlefront 2, out for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's on EGS if you want to pick up a free copy. And it's like the ultimate edition. It, it unlocks like everything. It's yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. 
I mean, at this stage, I just think they should make that game free play. Yeah, they should. Yeah, that'd be huge for it. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got some survival games. We played the raft, a bit of the raft, uh, for a couple of days at least. Um, this is a game where you basically build a raft and you sail around and collect uh, resources and keep building and making your raft bigger and uh, going to different islands and discovering new things you can build. And yeah, it's that's yeah. what it is. That's it. What's a story, a loosely based story? I don't know. Seems like you got way into the story more than I did. Because uh, I came back out. and you were like on a weird fucking boat or something. I don't know. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, we we went even further than that, but uh, we may have <laughs> we've finished all the content. Unfortunately, oh, right. you weren't around. Um, yeah, uh, we finished all the content that is currently available. It's not finished. There's more to come. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a bit like the forest in that sense. In that, like you sort of just you start out and you or you're just doing what you can to survive, and then as you branch out further and further you uncover more and more of this story and it goes and it like sort of just escalates the story just escalates mm. and it keeps escalating and uh, like eventually it's like way out of control and you're like right. all right fair enough um which is cool uh, i think it does a good job uh of that stuff uh, the the survival stuff escalates as well because like we went from having a raft with a sail and some paddles to having a raft that has an engine on the back of it and a steering wheel and all this other shit and like a system in place to create biofuel out of the potatoes we were growing on our raft and all this kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, like water being desalinated, uh, like constantly using energy and all this kind of stuff, uh, which is cool. Um, it feels like a game that could use some automation a little bit. Like, I think Satisfactory might have ruined me for that shit. Like, you get to these this point in Satisfactory where you just don't have to worry about stuff anymore. Like, mm. and I, I think that's. Like, that might be the idle game element of it, right? Where you want to reach a point where, like, some things just aren't a concern, like, a concern anymore and you can, like, yeah. concentrate like on greater <laughs> things. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, and, yeah, it just doesn't exist in the raft. Um, and you sort of, yeah, I sort of really miss it. It's yeah. interesting because, it- like, the forest, you never really felt that need because the survival aspects weren't or like I think the solutions for the survival aspects were good enough that it was never that pressing like you never like you didn't have to make this and make this so you can make a bottle so you could capture some water and then you need to fill the water five times and you need to refill the like water purifier and blah 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 well it didn't have like degradation right so it's not like you had an axe that was breaking every yeah. 30 uses. Whereas in the raft, it's like, all right, I've used my axe this many times. It's broken. Now I've got to go build another axe and get these resources. And yeah. It was that part of it. Yeah. Because I, I felt that it was very grindy when I was playing. Yep. Uh, I think you, you reach a point where you like power through that, but uh, it it's 
yeah, it's it's like an idol game. Like there's there's those walls, right? Like and mm. yeah, you definitely feel those walls in uh in raft and yeah, you just don't in forest. You feel them in Subnautica. Hey? Oi, 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 oi. Uh we played some Subnautica. Played hey, hey, a lot of Subnautica. But we played regular Subnautica in Cold. Played regular Subnautica. Yep. And that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, mm. We did it because we saw, me and Nate saw that you were playing Subnautica Below Zero. And yes. it prompted us to look up whether or not the mod for co op was working. The mod's called Nitrox. It's actually really easy to install, really easy to get running. Um, and then once you've got it running, you can fucking play co-op uh someone sets up a server you get the details of the server off them it doesn't have like a server browser or anything like that you got to enter an ip address and all that kind of shit but it doesn't really matter it wasn't that complicated and then once mm-hmm. you've done that like yeah you're playing fucking subnautica together uh it's pretty fucking cool yeah i think it, i had a lot of fun playing with you guys it was janky that was the problem right was it uh, yeah it, it was kind of not- janky I mean, th- th- there's some janky stuff in there, like the when people leaves, it would sort of be a little bit jittery for a second. But I think when actually playing the game, it felt pretty good for the most part. Um, there was some I don't know, stuff maybe- that was going on that wasn't like syncing correctly, and right, yeah, which was a bit goofy. But yeah, no, like it was. I think it was because Subnautica is so polished in general. That was the problem, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Subnautica is phenomenally polished, and this felt janky compared to that. It's not a huge criticism. I think the people who made Nitrox have done a fucking phenomenal job. Uh, it's just, yeah, compared to regular Subnautica. It, right. It, it's a bit yeah. janky. Subnautica is an, uh, an underground or underwater, underwater. survival game. Yeah. yeah. For people. Uh, for people, yeah. So that means... It's weird how I was thinking about this the other day. Remember when survival horror meant Resident Evil? Mm. Right? How the now fuck? It's, who the now fuck it's like landed on that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, like for some reason, right? Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, <clears throat> um, the forest is a survival game." So Nordic is a survival game. It's not a survival horror. I'm like. Uh, I guarantee you I've been fucking scared, more scared in fucking Subnautica than I ever was in fucking Resident Evil, except for maybe when those dogs jump through the windows. But, uh, like, yeah, like, but, like, I'm doing more, I'm certainly doing more survival in Subnautica. I'm doing more survival Mm. in the forest, and I'm also more scared in both of those fucking games than I ever have been in any fucking... Resident Evil is a horror game. Don't fucking restrict... Subnautica and the Forest to survival games restricts Resident Evil to a horror game because it's got no <laughs> fucking survival elements to it. Oh, you have to survive God. to get to the end. Yeah, right? That's literally the fucking base element for every fucking video game ever. Um, yeah, I don't know how we arrived at that being the fucking the genre name, uh, mm. but it's ludicrous to me. Anyway, uh, I did get... I got fucking got by a Leviathan in our co-op game. Uh, 
And I think that's even better. That would remind me that, like, yeah, I don't know. I just got mad the forest vibes. I can't wait for Sons of the Forest, man. I'm so excited. Oh, that's, yeah. that's literally my most anticipated game for 2021. <laughs> it is Sons of the Forest. I don't say that because it's now game. not going to come out. Shut up. <laughs> don't you You've jinxed that. it. No yeah. way. How dare you? Um, yeah, like it does that, that, that um, multiplayer co op mod, whatever you want to call it is yep. uh is done really well like it it's in 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 subnautica you're scanning the environment scanning objects scanning fish and every time you do that it is syncing with other players for the most part when i was playing at least um yep. and unlocking those building uh schematics or blueprints for everybody else or if i jumped into a game with you guys and i was a brand new player I had everything unlocked yeah, up to the point where you did as well. So that stuff is like, for that, obviously it's probably always going to be in beta or there'll be a point where he's like, it's finished, it's done, blah, 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 whatever. Um, yeah. But it worked really well from what I played of it. And so that was really good. There were just a um, couple of like tiny, like there was, I had to like, uh, like dev console cheat a blueprint into our hands because we didn't have it but we couldn't pick mm. it up anymore it was like the what was that the repair tool i think uh no yep. laser cutter the laser cutter we definitely we and like when we scanned laser cutter blueprint things it would give us the resources and not update the blueprint and so we just yeah. didn't have it and so something happened there and the other one was uh i started our base i built our base to start off with at uh like next to a thermal vent because uh, I remembered from when I played that that was pretty much the primo fucking place to have a fucking base. Um, and at some point, like, uh, I don't know what happened, but I logged in to play with the like the crew and uh, everyone was playing already. I jumped in and the thermal vent wasn't venting mm. for me, but it was for everyone else. And so when we were putting our uh, geothermal generators down there, I was able to do it without any risk. Like uh, Praetorian would do it and he'd, he'd die. He must have died like eight times before I told him to stop. Uh, but like I would do it <laughs> and I sort of dead. fucking, I was able to like sit right above the, oh, fucking playing with Praetorian, hilarious. Because we played Satisfactory with him as well. And it just... I don't know what it is. His communication skills are just something else. But like, <laughs> but he can build shit. <laughs> he, he, the motherfucker, is building like you you wouldn't believe. I logged in to Subnautica into the fucking our base, which had no fucking oxygen in it and no power. Like, oh, it's got no fucking power. It's got no oxygen. It's, and, uh, it's a classic Praetorian move. <laughs> he built like fucking four water purifiers and they're all going at once. I'm like, we got to fucking destroy some of these purifiers because we can't fucking handle. There's no power. It's just not happening. It's like, don't, don't break my purifiers. I worked so hard. And like, to be fair, he had gone way out of his way and he fucking worked proper hard to get the, the gel shit that you needed to make these purifiers. But we yeah. just didn't have the fucking power. It's like, but, you know, people won't have fucking water. I'm like, 
They can fucking get water the regular way. At least we won't drown when we enter our base. Uh, And so I I fixed it. And then like three minutes later, he's like, oh, I know why we didn't have any fucking power, Job. It's because you didn't put any biomass in the bio generator. I'm like, excuse me? He's like, you got to put bio, you got to put fuel in the generator, Job. Otherwise, it's not going to fucking generate power. I'm like, that's not what the fucking problem was. We had 16 fucking water purifiers. What the fuck are you talking about? It's like, yeah, but you know, you didn't put any fucking fuel in the bio generator. I'm like, why? How is that? How is that the key mistake here? When you were trying to drown us by making purified water. I do not understand. It was ludicrous. He also flooded our base at one point uh, and did not have the materials required to reinforce it, which was pretty entertaining. I enjoyed that. Mm. But uh, anyway, um, good times. Good times. Uh, We went to... He found at one point that he was immune to the depth meter. And so he just fucking went down to the, like the lowest depths. Yeah. Uh, while we were breaking into the, what's the big spaceship called? Whatever it's called. We were breaking into that, me and true. And he oh, yeah. was like farting about off 600 meters down in the deeps, deep depths. Anyway, mm. that game is scary as shit. And bit like, there's always, like, people have, like, these theories that, oh, games aren't scary if they're co-op. I've heard that said many times, and I think I used to sort of believe it uh, because, you know, you'd play something like Dead Space 3 in co-op, and it wouldn't be all that scary. Hmm. But I think it's the nature of the scare. I think it's the the way they do those scares that sort of takes away from the, the horror of it. Uh, when... You're left to your own devices and then horrible shit happens. Yeah. I think it's it's fucking scary. It's still fucking scary. Mm. Uh, Subnautica is still scary as shit. Because Subnautica allows you to to roam around and detach from the other players around you and go collect resources by yourself. And uh, Subnautica is probably a game that... uh, the scares are probably not as well. I don't know. They're not going to be the same as the, the first time we played it. Um, Cause you yeah. kind of know what you're in for. Uh, yeah. and, and that's kind of how I feel about Subnautica below zero, but at least like they're, they're not, they're, they're co-op games, but they're allowing you to go and sort of explore on your own as well. Um, so, I mean, if it's done, if it's done well, then it, it'll, you know, it'll give you those scares, but at the same time, if it's sort of one note-ish, then it sort of outstays its welcome. Yeah. Which is why I guess we'd have to jump back into like a game like Phasmophobia and give that a yeah. proper... Yeah, exactly. Proper I'm game. very keen to do that. Uh, yeah. Get a proper a game going where we're not fun about and shitting it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I've been playing some Nordica Below Zero. Uh, the, uh, what was it? The Steam page had an update saying that they were increasing the price of the game. Um, cause it's 
it's uh it's currently in early access and they're uh getting close to release um i'm playing the december build of the game so i haven't actually done a build for this month yet uh that i can see but the last big update they put out basically has the for the most part uh all of the story except for the ending i guess <laughs> um which they put in uh it was towards it was sometime in like november they did that part uh so it's fully voice acted um you know that's it's it seems to all be in there as far as i'm aware they've got all the creatures and uh, all the items and all the environments are in there from what they're saying like the ones that are in there are going to be the ones that launch uh, when the game comes out and so I thought like oh this seems like a good time to jump in and just check it out because it just feels like they're pretty close to dropping this thing um like even me playing it I am I've not seen any major bugs or anything like that like the biggest issue that I've seen in the game is that sometimes when I'm in uh uh there are stuff underground that i've gone into sometimes i'll see clipping through the wall but that's about it like that's the only and that that'll have happens a couple of times and, and it's not even game breaking for me it's just kind of like oh, i can see through the wall there and then it'll just disappear um that's the only thing that's happened i've not had anything else like game breakingly go wrong at all in this game so it seems pretty polished like you were saying before they're very polished games and that's how i feel about this early access game at this part and it plays yeah. really well um runs great like i haven't had any graphical issues or frame drops or anything like that um it just seems to be like like they're saying in this update like it's it's nearly there like that that story is nearly complete from what i've read there's like a invisible wall that they're blocking people off from getting to that next part um so once they do the 1.0 update i guess people will be able to jump in and go do the ending of the game or whatever it is but yeah seems completed from what i can tell like the, i would have no reservations telling people to go if you're interested in playing it start playing it now and uh awesome. you know get there um the only thing i'm wondering if it's missing is uh maybe a better objective system there's a couple of times where i'm like am i actually doing the thing that i'm supposed to be doing or like um like feeling a little bit like am i going in the right direction because there's stuff on the world that it sort of populates that says like hey there's a beacon over here or there's a thing over here you need to go find an artifact or um you know there's some sort of satellite thing going off over here and it'll sort of show you all these there's stuff everywhere on my map I mean, i'm just kind of like all right uh because th to me that seems very different from the original game where it was like go from point a to point b and then yeah. go from there to do the next thing. It was sort of very much like a structured in a linear fashion. Whereas this is kind of like, here's a bunch of shit. There's lots of things out there and go and do it. Um, but at the same time, it's, I think that's what it's done such a good job of is that it's not holding your hand as much. Yeah. And there's just like the actual exploration in this game is nuts. Uh, there's just so many areas that you go into and they're like not even um like space like you don't you don't know if you should be going there or where you should be going like it there'll, there'll be a marker on the map it's like hey go explore this base and you'll you'll sort of get to an area and be like oh maybe i'll just have a look around here for a while and then you start scanning objects and finding um resources and things that you don't have at the moment 
and start unlocking new blueprints that allows you to go like higher um higher o2 uh tanks to let you conserve more air or like finding parts for a um you know for your fins to make you swim quicker and then finding upgrades for your knife to make it slice through certain objects and like it's not that the game is telling you to go here and to find this stuff you're kind of just exploring and you found a little cave and that thing yeah. was in there and then you find the prawn suit that allows you to go into certain like hazardous areas and that's like not even an objective it's just you found it lying in a bottom of a cave somewhere um and that's what i really like about it it's just like the exploration yeah, awesome. uh there was a part where one of my main objectives was to find this um this like beacon thing and i needed to construct it but i didn't have the resources that i needed to like make it and so i needed to figure out like how do i find those things and where are they and uh it ended up being like needing to find like a laser cutter blueprint or three of them and then breaking into these sealed doors and then in there they were hidden around that area it's it's not like oh it's not telling me i need to find the laser cutter in order to get into this area it's just kind of like you need to get here figure yeah. it out and so yep. you go exploring and then eventually you find the laser cutters and it's just like far out like it's just it's such a good exploration game and that's what it does so well is you just going into these ridiculous taverns and finding things that you probably shouldn't be um like even so like most games would tell you to go here and look for it whereas this game is yep. just like oh here's your objective and try and figure it out and if you get stuck there's always the internet to help you out uh, yeah, and so I I personally don't know if they're gonna make that a little bit easier, like tutorialize it a bit more for people. But at this stage, I'm enjoying that part of it for sure. Um, so yeah, I think it's amazing. Like they've they've fixed up so many quality of life things. The the one thing I immediately said when we jump back into Subnautica is like, oh, you can't pin crafting materials. And so when you when you've got a blueprint and you're like, oh, I need to build something. What do I need to to be able to build that? And you're going into your menu and you're looking, oh, I need four titanium and I need some uh, some lubricant and I need some glass. And then, but also you want to build like five of these other things as well. And so you're trying to remember all the time, like, what do I need in order to go build all this stuff? And in Subnautica Below Zero, you can pin those things on your HUD and you've got, you can see them at all times and you can mouse over them and be like, all right, I've got. It's checked like it checks it off as well. Like, oh, I've got the titanium, need to find the lubricant, and then I'll find some quartz so I can make glass. Um, yeah. And so that stuff is really handy because it's always on the screen. It's super easy to drag and like add it to the screen, remove it from the screen. Um, that is the one quality of life thing. I'm like, that should have been there at the start. <laughs> like in Subnautica, they should have put that in as an update. Um, but for the most part, the the two games are extremely similar uh, yeah. in terms of its gameplay loop. Like if you're a fan of Subnautica, you're going to like this one. It's it's a lot more of the same. Uh, there's a lot more blueprints and things you can build. Um, it's I th maybe the environments from what I've seen so far, like the layout of them is a little bit different. Um, and I don't know, because I've played maybe 10 hours of it so far. And I don't yeah. know if that's because I just haven't done a lot more exploring below depths. I'm doing a lot of 
like I think my my maximum depth at the moment is like 300 meters and I'm doing right. a lot of like going around and looking around those sort of areas and I don't know what happens once I go further down if the biomes start to look a lot more different but um, I feel like that the environments in uh, the original Subnautica were maybe more like I felt like I knew where I was at all times um Whereas in this game, I'm like, oh, where am I really? I found myself leaving a lot of beacons in order to yeah. get back to places that I was before because I thought, like, oh, I'm not really sure how I got here. I have to figure that out. Um, yeah, man, it's it's an excellent game. Like, it's it just does more of the same. Like, I don't think it's doing, from what I've seen so far, it's not doing anything that's, like, groundbreakingly different. It's just giving you more things to build and... and uh, more things to do and more areas to explore and um my one biggest criticism is that i don't understand why it doesn't have co-op like yeah at this point and if it's you're making not, it's literally it's not so, on the cards for it which is odd but but it's so like anti or not anti but like you look at all of the survival games that have come out in the last what five years yeah the majority of them have co-op because people like playing these games with their friends. Right. Yeah. And they're they're better experiences. And I don't It's almost know- like a form of automation, right? There's an element of that, right? Like the it alleviates some of that, that tedium hmm. because you don't have to do everything yourself. You don't have to yeah. do every little bit yourself. It is certainly odd. Yeah. Right. Um and so I, I don't know why they haven't invested in it. Like, dude, go fucking pick up the mod, mod dude and figure out what he's done and bring him on the team. Uh, yeah. The fact that it doesn't have co-op or they haven't... I feel like I've read of FAQs from them saying, oh, yeah, we it's something we, we don't have the resources to do and it's kind of really hard to do it in our, our engine. It's like... I don't know if it's hard to do in your engine, but that guy, that person over there is doing a pretty freaking good job of it so far. Um, yeah. And just a lot of the games we've played, survival games that are very much like this all have co-op and it just seems, feels like you have a better experience playing with your friends. So I don't know. That's that's probably my biggest criticism of the game is that they've made a sequel and they've still neglected to put a co-op mode in there, which is, I think, a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, I feel like Subnautica was a very uh, under-the-radar game. Like, it was kind of a word-of-mouth thing, right? It took a while for it to get a lot of um, eyeballs onto it. And once it did, that's when people were like, oh, yeah, this game's pretty good. But if you had that cop element in there, you're all of a sudden ringing in friends and everybody's talking about it and you've got st- streamers going nuts. Like, I think it's yeah. I think it's a hugely untapped market that they're missing out on. Yeah. So, anyway, but otherwise, yeah, I, it's hard for me not to recommend this game. Um, at this stage, I feel like they must be close to dropping it. They've, uh, I saw a post like yesterday saying that they've had the game rated by the ESRB at this stage, um, and some of the rating boards around the world. So it seems like they're pushing it to get it done soon. Yep. Um, yeah, and anyway. on like a load more consoles than they'd originally announced, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Subnautica Below Zero. It's out on early access. Most of the game seems to be in there at this point. 
and it works really well. Uh, I recommend checking it out. Probably talk about it more as I keep playing it because I am deep in that game. Yeah. A lot of fun. Nice. Um, we got one more game on the list. Loop Hero. Do you want to explain this one? Oh, it's tricky. It's fucking tough to explain, but I'll give it a fucking run. It's, it's like a... Game. Sort of, I guess. A little bit. It's an idle game. It's a, it's it's a deck building game. game. You sold me on it being an idle game, and I was like, this is not an idle game. He fucking lied to me to get me to play it. I play it idle most of the time. Um, it's not an idle game, but it is an idle game. You do things and, like, it's act, like all the activity is pa- passive. There's quite a bit you wind up having to do. Hmm. Uh, which is what makes it weird, but I I think it is built with idle game philosophies at its core. It's just an extremely active game. Um, it's an RPG where you don't do anything. Uh, it's <laughs> a deck builder where most of your cards don't fucking matter, and you don't have. I don't know. You don't have a lot of fucking say on what what cards you get, or how how you necessarily use them. Uh, it's a town builder where building your town doesn't fucking impact all that much outside of a handful of specific buildings. It's a fucking weird game, man. It is weird, uh, but it's extremely compelling. Um, mm-hmm. I found it compelling anyway. Um, yeah, you just wind up in these, like, it just sort of grabs you. And then you fall down that that rabbit hole of, oh, I'll just have one more, I'll just do one more loop and we'll see how, how that goes. And then, like, fucking two hours have passed. It's good because what, what I liked about it is, like, it's idle, but it's not, well, it's active... But it's idle enough that I I could I was able to play it while watching the basketball or a YouTube or just browsing the internet even like like I could answer emails while playing it. It all tabs like shit, which I think they absolutely need to do something about. Like it, I play it like in windowed mode, like it really cool. Yeah, me too. And you can't yeah. change the size of that window. Uh, but like I play it in that that mode because it all tabs like shit. Uh, if it all had better, I'd just, yeah, I'd play it way more. Um, it's got, like, a really distinctive art style, uh, especially in its, like, uh, I guess, cutscenes, in its story moments. It's got a really interesting story that's sort of uh, cosmic horror style um, without, I, I think it doesn't go quite far enough, in my opinion, but it does get go in those directions quite well which I, I'm a fan of um, yeah I just think it like it works really well uh, it's just I don't know it's hard to call it fun because you're doing not all that much it, it like an idle game it sort of just taps into some lizard brain loot box type shit where you're not necessarily well, for a long time, you don't feel necessarily in charge of your own destiny. 
And then once you have a deeper understanding of the game, you're entirely in charge of it. Mm. You wind up in these situations where, like, you're going into the fucking boss fight for the third chapter wearing some gear that is, like, 10 levels below where you're currently at, but it does a specific thing uh, that allows you to build in a specific direction that allows you to guaranteed win the fucking fight you're, you're in. And you're like, well, I kind of fucking have to do it. Or, like, uh, you build your deck in such a way that, like, I finished it. I finished the fourth chapter. There's no chapters after it. So I believe I finished the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finished it by uh, with a deck that was eight cards, eight different cards. It would have been seven, but you have to take a card in the bottom row. And while I was playing through my winning run, I was thinking I should have taken a specific card as opposed to the one I did. If I fail, mm-hmm. I'll just do that instead. Uh, I I succeeded and I haven't played it again because I, you know, there's cutscenes and it tells you you won and all this kind of stuff. And it, it's like you could play again if you wanted. And I'm like, I think I won't. Um, but yeah, I was I had eight cards. I had one specific plan. I built a giant forest. I had a river running through it, and I had my rogue uh, hitting four times as fast as he was supposed to. And so, oh, and I I only built into spiders uh, and vampires and villagers and groves. And that was about it. That was about all I had going. And so I had these giant, this giant fucking forest the forest, mm. once you've got 10 forest tiles, uh, spawns a different type of village. And that's what's interesting about the game is the way all of these things wind up interacting. Like when you build uh, nine uh, rock tiles next to one another, they create a giant mountain. And the giant mountain spawns harpies. And yeah. those harpies can be difficult for you to beat. Or when you build 10 forest tiles... It spawns uh, wood villages. And those wood villages have dudes who are specifically difficult to beat if you are attacking four times faster than everything else because they have counter at 100%. They fuck you up, man. Um, But also, uh, you can build... uh, Like, you've got these wheat fields, and you can build wheat fields next to regular villages... And the regular, if you do that, they give you, the regular villages give you extra health when you pass through Mm -hmm. them. And health is a huge part of getting through any level. But if you build these wheat fields next to the wood village, it's different. It's a different fucking tile. And it changes and it has different impacts. And it's actually winds up being extremely beneficial to do it although there is some threat because it spawns some enemies. And so you wind up doing that and you like, it's one of those games where like, I'm glad that I played it in the way that I did. I think if I played it with a wiki readily available, 
a lot of the mystery be gone from it. Uh, yet mm. at the same time, I wish I could find, I wish I had a wiki that would tell me what I was missing. I'm sure I'm missing things. Yeah. I'm certain of it. Because um, I like the sand dunes. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> yeah, right. Kind of pile them in the corner. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> they, and like, yeah, you, you like, you're kind of stuck using those, right? Like, you're like, yeah. I don't know if I should really use them all that much. Because um, you, you can put like, you're sort of like building the the map around you. And it, you can put like a, you can put like grass on a tile. But if you put grass on a tile that's next to something else, mm. like a forest or a, a building or something like that, then it sort of like doubles its effect. And yeah. so rather than being like plus two uh, HP per day, it's now plus three. Or like the thing you're talking about with like the mountains, uh, if you put them in a certain structure, then all of a sudden it like gives you a big buff to that. And it's like finding those little things um, that like when you combine it with something else changes it completely is yeah like aha uh-huh. it's like an aha uh-huh moment <laughs> and what's cool is that they also almost always have like a positive and a negative hmm. impact and you've got to sort of weigh those benefits against the the negatives and and decide whether it's worth it for you like uh at one point during my runs i had this thing called the armory i don't know if you've unlocked it uh, but basically, when you move past it, you sacrifice two items from your, um, like, pool of items. And you trade it for 20 hits where you take zero damage. Uh, which is fantastic. But after you've traded, I think it's like 10 items to it. Uh, so five five times past it, it will spawn this big fucking enemy that takes heaps of damage to to kill and like hurts mm. when it hits you and so you wind up in a situation where you've got to weigh that against and you can't i found like you can actually get away with uh like having a bunch of these around but if you like it's almost not worth it because they'll they take so much damage that they hit you so much that like you don't wind up getting all that much damage mitigation like 20 hits is like five hits once you get past these guys um and when they do hit you if they hit you without it they hurt but they take they, they really hurt mm. so you wind up in a situation where you're like i don't know if i should bring this at all but there is like one specific configuration that you can put down depending on the tile set the map that you get because there's a lot of rng in this game as well uh there's one particular configuration that you can put down where it is spectacularly powerful, unbelievably powerful. There's absolutely no way you don't walk away from it. You'll have to fight one of these fucking suits of armor, but you'll walk away with probably around 50 fucking hits of pure damage mitigation, which uh, I used to beat the chapter three boss without taking any damage at all. It was mm. beautiful um however you are literally taking you're adding a card to your deck that you literally use once and if you use it any other times it ruins you uh it is it is devastating to your cause and so like there's there's the immediate question of do i take this card because the impact of it is not necessarily 
fantastic unless I get the specific layout. But then mm -hmm. there is the, it also adds a card to my fucking deck that I will never ever use, which is card draw that I like could be used on something that I do need, but I do want. It's card mm -hmm. draw that I, well, you know, maybe I need a fucking village or maybe I need a fucking vampire mansion so I can spawn some fucking vampires in so I can like ramp up my fucking... I need to get more kills, right? I need to kill more fucking enemies. I need those enemy kills because I need to, like, pound through the fucking trophies or pound through XP or I just, you know, that's the only way. You only get fucking gear from killing enemies. So I need that shit. You wind up in that fucking balancing act of trying to work out what, you know, exactly what you bring with you and what you do and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's... uh. It's like it's just such an interesting game where you wind up thinking about it a lot more than you would necessarily expect because it doesn't feel like a like it doesn't look on on the surface like this very deep experience and yet yeah you just fucking go all the way down the rabbit hole wondering I'm like I was like I would when I wasn't playing I'd literally be wondering oh I wonder if I combine this and this how that would work out or, you know, blah, 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 and, and see if I'd go in and see if it would work. And it's fucking awesome. Uh, have you unlocked the river card in it yet? No. It's a game changer, man. Uh, any tile that the river is next to, its effect is doubled. Mm. And so you put that, that's that's why I had like 400% attack speed increase. Yeah. Uh, because I would create like a tower defense style maze um a forest that the river was just fucking looping through and so all of these forest all these wooded cards which increase your at attack speed they just be doubled in effect and so I was, yeah yeah slamming it's fantastic um yeah it's it's a really clever game because it it looks on the face of it very simple and yet there is loads and loads of depth and i think mm. that's fucking fascinating so yeah you're well addicted to that yeah it's i mean it's not out yet um i think they've got a bit of work to do my biggest oh absolutely criticism yeah. is i think it's super grindy um and yeah. and you kind of don't get a good idea of there's an encyclopedia in there you can unlock and it'll show you like what resources you can gain from killing certain things and that sort of stuff. But for the most part, like unless you're going deep into that, it's kind of just like you're getting random crap and yep. you don't really know what's what's causing you to get in certain things. And when it tells you to build a certain, uh, there's like a, um, a villager mode where you build uh, you craft certain items and then you get bonuses and, and extra stats and things like that. And like you build something and then all of a sudden you've got access to something else and like the where you can build those uh, craft food and furniture. Um, and there's one more, I can't remember it. Uh, something else anyway. But you can only put like a certain amount of things in there. And yep. every time you build something else, it kind of increases how many things you can chuck in there. It's just like that stuff isn't made very super clear as to what you're kind of obtuse. doing I, I i think it's obtuse i think it's far too vague yeah. in indicating how how one thing happens and it affects another 
Right. 100%. That's my probably my biggest criticism. And like building farms and then what they do and is it better to build more farms or do you level up the farms or like where how you place buildings in that village? Like how does it affect other things in there? Like it's just strange when it does that sort of thing. Like because I've built stuff where it's like, oh, you can put those in these four spots, but two of them are already taken. Um, and so you get to a point where you're like, ah, oh, I really don't know what's going on. Like you haven't made it very clear. Um, yeah. And then stuff that they seemed to were fixing was the uh, the gear system, I think, can do a bit of tweaking. Um, they're like tiered items. It's like blue, yellow. Oh, sorry. It's like it's it's just like standard gear. Then it's blue, yellow, and uh, red. I think the color is orange. Sorry, it's orange. Legendary. Um, and just some of the like subtle differences between like a blue level piece of gear that's like a level four and a and a like something else that's higher like a level five piece of gear that's a different color like it'll be like a yellow or something and you look at the blue piece and then the yellow piece and you're like the blue piece looks like it's better like it doesn't make yeah. much sense and you run into situations where you've got like a something that's a level below and it's a different like it'll be uh you're comparing like two reds or two oranges and you look at them and you're like this just the stats on these just don't make much sense at all it's just like it's hard to tell what you're getting and what you're losing out of it sometimes and then at the same time you look at the two and you're like this is it seems like the thing i'm getting that is apparently a higher level and higher tier is not as good as what i've just been given um it's like something's wrong with the rng mechanic um it, i was seeing it less and less the more i played and they were rolling out updates as we were playing so i don't know if they were fixing yeah. or tweaking some of those values but when i first started playing i know i was noticing it all the time being like these items are just like some of this stuff is just crap <laughs> like there's no point in me switching to something that's two levels above where i'm at i'm using this blue thing that is not as good as the orange or yellow uh, that's two levels higher for whatever weird reason um so that had some work to do it and the little like numbers that are labeled on each item that needs to disappear it's so hard to un to read some of those numbers sometimes being like is that a th three or is that a two or yeah. <laughs> is it an eight because sometimes you'll have like a level eight gear and the game is still throwing you like uh level four gear and you're like is that a three or is it like what is it doing to me what is it giving me this game um so the like just the little uh text is sometimes hard to read uh but otherwise like i've enjoyed i've enjoyed it like it's it's doing some interesting things but like you've said um it just uh i think it needs some work a little bit of work still yeah like the stuff it's doing is really cool um needs to be tightened up a, a smudge but yep. they've got it seems like they're still working on it so um yeah as far as we're like this is a preview as far as we're concerned it's not out yet and you can't i don't think it's even in early access at this point no uh but i don't know it's one to keep an eye out for looper definitely if yeah yeah you'll yeah you'll get roped in i guarantee it, hmm. it's, it yeah it's not an idle game don't fucking listen to job it's, it's, it's not even using idle game. I play it on two times speed. I was I was wishing there was yeah, more than three times speed. One hundred percent. It takes so fucking long to walk around. Absolutely, but that's part of the fucking. You're the idling for thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, but like you are idle. You're not. You're not locked in. 
Like, what's another game you can play where you can just fucking do anything else while the game is actively playing? Not like Monster Train where you just, like, leave the cards and not make your turn. While things are actually happening on screen, what's another game where you can just fucking walk away and it just plays out for you? I don't know. I've I've played some shooters where people do that quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> apart from apart from multiplayer shooters, uh, <laughs> gold. Anyway, uh, yeah. All right, cool. That's the news. No, that's the games. We should that's do some games. news. <laughs> yes, uh, there was some interesting stuff that came out while we were on break. Uh, yeah. Lucasfilm Games is a thing now. Um, they dropped this announcement that they'll they'll bring them back. I guess it's not Lucas Arts anymore; it's Lucasfilm Games. Uh, mm. But they're bringing back some titles. Indiana Jones yeah. is being developed by Machine Games and produced by Todd Howard. Um, Machine Games are the developers behind the Wolfenstein series, the the recent Wolfenstein series. Mm. Um, and it's going to be, I guess, uh, a Bethesda title. So um, no word yet whether or not this will be an Xbox exclusive. Um, but this sounds like it was probably a deal that was in the works before the Xbox stuff came around. But I guess we'll have to wait and see how that unfolds. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Are you, are you keen for it? Are you are you worried? What's going on? Um. Yeah, I mean... Who wouldn't be? Like, like, if this was Xbox's Uncharted answer, would that get you excited? Uh, no, I'd rather it be a... I'd rather, like, something first-person or something, yeah? Like a really? first-person adventure game, yeah. Like a first-person puzzle game where you're rolling around through some tomb or something, and then, like, every now and then... Like, I don't think combat's a huge part of the Indiana Jones series. So I wouldn't mm. even be that interested. Like maybe some first-person puzzling, uh, platforming, uh, and stuff, and like just a little bit of combat. That's what that's what I'd love. But if if they came out and said it was like a first-person shooter, yeah, then what? <laughs> then I probably won't play it all that much. But I'll play it because it'll be on uh, Xbox Game Pass. So yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, so that's what they kicked off the Lucasfilm Games announcement with. And then the very next day, uh, Ubisoft announced that Massive is working on a Star Wars game. Uh, this is a studio behind The Division. Um, mm. While also, I guess, confirming that the Star Wars license is no longer an EA exclusive contract. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that 10 year deal ends in 2023. Three. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so that means uh, it's it's open season. I think. I really mm. hope that it doesn't mean that EA are doing any more games. I really hope that they get a chance to do some more. Oh, um, they're definitely going to be doing that Jedi Fallen Order sequel, and yeah. I would assume maybe another Battlefront. I would hope. Um, what it like? I I hope based on timelines and vague spoilers. Uh, never mind. There's no way I can I can be vague enough with that spoiler. Um, so don't worry about it. What era yeah. of Star Wars do you want? Uh, 
How long are the events of original trilogy? How long do they take in canon? Oh, I have no idea. Let's fucking look it 15 up. 15 years. No fucking way <laughs> is it 15 years. It's maybe three years. What? No. In Star Wars... Uh, nope. Uh, okay, so four years pass in the original trilogy. In real time. Uh, yep. I like my answer better. Your answer is fucking ridiculous. How is your answer? How does your answer make any fucking sense? Explain it. Explain yourself. I don't know. Fucking Empire starts... Bang on the end of the fucking New Hope. Like, what do you think's going on there? I'm not talking about it between Empire and Jedi. Ah, that's <laughs> like, what, fucking, you reckon there's fucking 15 years between those two fucking movies? Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Think it through. Four years. Four years pass. And so there's something in between the original trilogy and the sequel, right? And I feel mm. like, I feel like my boy, Cal, uh, the dude who carries BD1, could help help BD1 meet mm. uh, certain other person. I don't think this is a spoiler, is it? Getting Jedi training. Oh, okay. That's a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's as vague as I can be. I it's, yeah. I struggle to get there. Anyway. Yeah. And that's what I want anyway. to have happen. And then let me play as him. Yeah. Um, yep. Is, is there anyone else you'd give Star Wars to? Any other studios you can think of? You, you'd want to be like, hey, go make Star Wars happen. No, I reckon everyone should have a fucking punted it. <laughs> Just everyone? All I want, all I want is for somebody to do Republic Commando 2. Yeah. Maybe. Well, this is the one I told you. Republic Commando Battle Commando Royale. Battle Royale. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I would play the fuck out of that. Holy shit. But uh, yeah, do like, do a Call of Duty style uh, first person shooter. Republic Commando 2. That's what I want. Hmm. They'd be crazy not to. Yeah. And I guess and I guess get uh who was it? Human Head Studios. Oh to make Prey Team. Their Prey 2 version, but in Star Wars. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Sure. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yep. Um all right. I, I feel like that's not gonna be the end of the Star Wars <laughs> that we're gonna hear. It I seems like it's so. gonna be a big, big deal. Yeah. Um, but obviously a weird surprise that that's the thing that's going on. Yeah. All right, next up, we got CD Projekt offers an apology for Cyberpunk 2077 and gives some sort of explanation as to what's going on. Uh, do you watch this video, obviously. Uh, I'll give yeah. you some quick... It went went for a, a couple of minutes. Um, they basically just talked about what happened with uh, the release of that game and uh, their side of the story. Um, this was in uh, in relation to the the co-founder CD Projekt giving his thoughts. Uh, stuff in there that was said like uh, like they did not see 
a big part of the issues that everybody else experienced during testing um, and that they were seeing uh, significant improvements each day and every day as it got closer to the release and that they believed that they were going to deliver a good final day zero update. Um, just really weird things in this update video and I think they shouldn't have put it out. Uh, I don't no. buy any of it still. I think no. they're lying. Yep. Like, <laughs> like to say I that was they're not sitting there watching, issues. going bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Holy shit! What a crock! Oh my god! Yeah, it is just they just don't even give a fuck. That they don't even give a fuck about the truth in that that video was horseshit. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, they they talked about how it was basically their decision to release the game, uh, and the board's decision. Don't take it out on the devs and all this stuff. But at the same time, then saying, like, oh, we didn't see this stuff during testing. At this, yeah. like, putting the blame on a little bit of QA, <laughs> like that seems such like a weird thing. It's just yeah, I didn't buy any of that. And then talk about like, oh, we're by the way, here's our roadmap. Um. And I yeah. guess the thing that came out of it is the free next-gen console update has been pushed back, looks like, to the end of this year uh, at this stage because they're yeah. working on getting patches out to make the game run on the current um, environments. Like, the, the other thing that they talked about was, like, uh, we... Um, we we didn't really like we struggled because we were releasing on old consoles right yeah. and we weren't prepared for it or we didn't know like it was going to be that hard and it's like motherfuckers you were going to release this game on old cold on old consoles at the start of last year until you exactly. pushed it back like you yeah. can't come in and say that oh you know we 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 were releasing on next-gen consoles, and so that was... And then also having to cater for old consoles put us in a bit of trouble because our QA uh, didn't find all these bugs. And it's like, that's not true because you literally were going to release this game on those two consoles at the start of the year. And what's what I found cooked about that <laughs> was that they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we... um, Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we, we didn't realize how difficult it was going to be to make these games for the old consoles. And yeah, at the same time, they're trying to pitch, pitch that they didn't know that mm. all the issues existed. On so which one was it, motherfuckers? Did you know that the old consoles had a fucking fuck ton of issues? Or yeah. did you not know how difficult making for the, uh, making a game for the old consoles is going to be? I'm confused because they seem like they're mutually exclusive. Maybe not entirely mutually exclusive, but they certainly conflict conflicting statements at the very least like yeah just fucking su such horseshit they just did not give a fuck uh like because that wasn't it wasn't just one person right it was it was it, that's an entire team came together to put that fucking statement together right mm. like that's how million dollar companies work is teams work to create something and a team had to sign off on that absolute horseshit. Fuck, man. Yeah, that just pissed me off so much more. I, I like, I, I'm so fucking jaded about that game as it is. 
like in general, but right. Uh, yeah, they just sounded so much more for me. Right. So gross. Um, and then uh, during when all this was happening, uh, Jason Schreier put up an article about the uh disastrous rollout of of that game and talk to um 20 current and ex employees of the studio uh that basically talked about um the state of that game and sort of what happened and then i remember seeing somebody put out like i think they he he basically went to cd project and asked for a statement on a bunch of this stuff um and his theory was that this video that came out was in, they wanted to get that video out before this uh, Jason Schreier article went up, um, right. which they did. And yep. then they eventually came back and did talk to him about uh, some of the things that were in that article. Um, and like they kicked, I don't know if you saw this, uh, I'll send you the tweet, you probably haven't. Um, but basically, they end up kicking this thing off saying that like uh oh, they, yeah, they point they pointed to like games journalists and how well the game reviewed and being like, yep. well the game got nines and tens. Like <laughs> you're like, yeah. what? That is your uh that is your benchmark of what's going on with this game. Um yeah. and then talking about like um j- just things like uh you know you've only talked to 20 people, some of them are ex-employees um you know most of them wouldn't say that there was any issues with the development and and that sort of thing it's just like a weird they they clearly haven't got the an idea yet of what's going on with this like they've lost all credibility at this point and they keep digging the hole more and more like further into the ground and not realizing that they're they're standing in like this giant hole (laughs) it's so weird Yep. Uh, yeah, they just it's it's garbage, man. Hmm. Uh what what also fucking stitches me up is all these people who are still fucking defending them. Hmm. Like you can see it even in the fucking responses to this tweet. It's like, oh yeah, just oh Jason just releases BS articles, uh blah blah blah. Like, motherfuckers, have you played this game? Uh, I, I, I don't I shouldn't get fucking worked up about this stuff like at some point at some because I know right there are huge huge parts of the internet that are literally just being faked mm. by PR companies with an agenda and there's no question that like half of these people are like oh it's still the best game I've ever played half of them are probably just PR bots there's no like it'd be idiotic to think that they like that people wouldn't use the same tools used to attempt to derail elections worldwide hmm. for a slightly higher cut of profits. So uh yeah. I don't yeah. know why I continue to get worked up when I see clowns. Except for the fact that I know that it's not all bots. If it was all bots, I'd be able to sleep soundly at night. But it's yeah. not. There are a large section of people who are like, yeah, this game is fucking amazing. The best game yeah. I've ever played. That's the thing that gets me is that this game, 
launched on Metacritic at like a 92 or something like that. And yep. I'm just, I fundamentally disagree. No matter, like, they were giving fucking people like $5,000 PCs to review this game because they weren't giving people consoles. Um, and so even, in, even when you take that into consideration and you give someone a flawless experience, like running fantastic, the game still had all those bugs. It was still very... Yep uh like it wasn't doing anything groundbreaking i like i do not think that game is a nine at all i still had a bunch of fun playing it when we talked about this game we talked about this they the the team the you know again the pr teams behind this game specifically and deliberately attempted to get people who would be you know, like, you'd be crazy to think, just as you'd be crazy to think that there aren't armies of bots attempting to push messages online that certain games are good and certain games are bad, you'd be crazy to think that there aren't intricate dossiers mm-hmm. about you and people. me and every yep. other fucking game reviewer that goes into what they like and what they don't like and what they how they will feel about certain things. Yep. And they will attempt to, well, unscrupulous elements will attempt to uh, get you a game in a way that you will prefer or not get you a game if mm. they think you will be critical about its its shortcomings. Yeah. And that's why we get games late. And that's why, you know, you. I don't think... The journalists, uh, the critics who, like, certainly they deserve an element of blame. Uh, But I don't think they deserve all of the blame when they were deliberately targeted by a multi-million dollar company to to get them the game in a manner that they would enjoy it the most, which was invariably on a computer that had a graphics card far beyond what they were used to playing on and so yeah they were wowed by the experience just like when half-life alex was uh reviewed by people who'd just been given <laughs> fucking valve indexes uh and suddenly they're playing a fairly average fucking vr game on the best ha- hardware available and they're wowed by the experience it's it's not a coincidence there's this is how it goes um yeah like i think the the blame there falls on critics for not being able to realize when they're being manipulated but it's very difficult to realize that when you're in the fucking midst of it when you're it's it's yeah it can be hard to see the forest for the trees at that point and yeah they're not a multi-million dollar company uh the people deliberately doing that to manipulate them they deserve a lot more criticism hmm. so yeah yeah anyway that thing's still a dumpster fire i saw that they've yep. got a second class action lawsuit up against them uh today i think that went around um so yeah it seems to be i don't know man they just need to shut up and fix the game stop making yep. no i mean at this point they're not making excuses they're just lying uh yeah yeah anyway uh next up uh, Hitman 3, uh, this access pass issue for PC at least. So last yeah. year, Hitman uh, IO talked about Hitman 3 coming out. 
they, they've the, the last couple of Hitman games have been this uh, more like a platform service, right? When you when you played Hitman Two, if you had Hitman One, your Hitman One missions would carry over to Hitman Two, and you could play the game, um, you know, one and two on the same platform. Really cool. And they continue that trend for Hitman 3, uh, which they're calling this access pass. And so if you had Hitman 1 or Hitman 2, you could bring those missions across and play them on this Hitman 3, which is launching tomorrow, um, which is, that's awesome. That's a really cool, I love it. And um, however, uh, <laughs> IO signed an exclusive deal with uh, Epic Game Store on PC. And because the last two Hitman games came out on Steam, um, that has now raised some issues for them. And so last week they came out and said, hey, here's our rollout plans for Hitman 3. If you want to use this access pass, here's how it's going to work on consoles. But we've got a problem on PC. And uh, we because of the way we're rolling this game out, we can't do our initial plans. We're now going to have, uh, if you buy Hitman 3, you'll get the game of the year Hitman 1 edition included in that game. And we're also going to discount Hitman 2 uh, for the next two weeks. And it'll be 80% off um, when you buy it on the Epic Game Store. And then that way, that'll give you your Hitman 1 and Hitman 2. And you can play that in Hitman 3. Uh, they got a bunch of backlash for this, <laughs> obviously. Uh, at the end of the day, this isn't a... Com- I, I don't think it's a consumer problem. This is something that should have been resolved on the publisher end uh, uh-huh. and to come out and be like, hey, here's this thing. Here is the way this game has fundamentally it's supposed to have worked. And we're now going to backtrack on that a week yeah. before this game is supposed to come out. And you're mm-hmm. going to have to rebuy those games on a different platform. Is uh, It's not cool. No. So they copped a bunch of shit for it. Um, luckily, though, since we've, uh, since like yesterday, I think they put up a new statement saying that uh, they're working on it. Um, yeah. They are going to get people this access. Um, Hitman 1 will be included uh, in Hitman 3, and they're working to get Hitman 2 for people that have already bought it across to Hitman 3. So uh, I guess the, the thing you want to take away from this is don't buy Hitman 1 or 2 if you're going to buy yeah. Hitman 3. Absolutely not. Yeah, They're fixing it. It's not coming at launch, but it is coming. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what a clusterfuck. What a, what a clusterfuck. I mean, yeah. relatively speaking, considering we were just talking about cyberpunk, obviously not that large a clusterfuck. Uh, but certainly, um, yeah, not not what you want the talk about your game to be focused on a week out from it launching uh, when, you know, obviously it's getting quite good reviews. You probably want them to focus on that instead. Um but yeah, uh, I uh, I'm gonna wait and see how this one shakes out. Yep. Uh, I think uh, no rush. I think there's no point mm. in rushing. But uh, if they come out with some bullshit like, oh, if you buy it in the first two weeks, you'll get Hitman One and Two for free, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Because uh, that's not how it should work. That yeah, because you've already got Hitman One and Two. Exactly. Like exactly. I've already got Hitman One and Two on Steam. <laughs> yeah, me too. They need to figure uh, it out. They need to figure it out properly. Um, my guess is that uh, Epic probably just fucking wears this one and uh, 
pays who would it be? Uh who had who had distribution on Hitman Square too? It was like Yeah, Square. They probably just pay Square. Because they I went independent. A right? of money. But yeah, they bought themselves out, yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm guessing that's probably what will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, reviews dropped for that uh, overnight. It's doing pretty well. I think it's in like the 80s at this stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people so. saying that it's, you know, it doesn't do anything groundbreakingly new, but it's good, which uh, I'm like, I'm looking forward to more Hitman. Good um, enough for me. 88 it's currently sitting at. Okay. That's that's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm definitely keen to play that. Should be, I don't know when that's coming out. A couple of hours from now, hopefully. Or maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't even know the time. I, know. I, I should look into it because I've got to, I bought it. I don't know when it's coming down. Uh, uh, anyway, what else we got here? One more piece of news. Uh, Apex Legends Season 8 will be adding a new legend called Fuse. And uh, guess what? He's a, g'day dickheads. G'day dickheads. He's an Australian. I'm Australian. <laughs> uh, why do... I don't understand. Why do they keep making Australians be obsessed with explosives? Because hmm. there's Junkrat, right? Yep. And now there's Fuse? What's yep. the deal? Do we love explosives? I don't think we like explosives. I mean, if anything, we're, we're anti-explosives, right? Or anti-guns? Right? and Yeah. I don't know. Is it Mad Max? Is it Mad Max's fault? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Fucking that's the only thing max. I can think of. Yeah, I guess that's probably it. It's weird, is what it is. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um. I thought the reveal trailer was fucking weird, man. Uh, I don't think it was narratively coherent. I don't right. think they did a good job with that one. They're usually pretty good. Usually, this one was a miss, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, at the end of the day, it also could be a uh, like they haven't actually been like, well, let's make an Australian character. Hmm, what should they do? And then been like, let's give them explosives. It was For this one, it feels like the other way around. They made a character. Yep. And then they, sorry, they made the design of the character and then were like, mm. let's make him Australian um, and give him a backstory. Whereas you see stuff in uh, other games where they they've maybe thought about it a bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, like, it's just pure cartoonish Australian. <laughs> it's yeah. so, like, uh, cringy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, it's that's good that there's rep- representation there, I guess, for Yay. countries. Sure. Yeah. And uh, that's the uh, that's the news. That is it. Not a lot, but some interesting... Things we got any questions over the break? I haven't looked at all. We do appear to, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Dr. E3 Money, I believe this is, yeah, this is probably it. Dr. E3 Money writes, I second Cleb. Ghosts was my game of the year easily for me. All right. Uh, are you guys still playing Idol Slayer? If mm. so, how deep are you? What's your current Ascension CPS bonus? So you we already answered Drew. this. Fucking listen up, Drew. Fucking try listening, mate. Once in life. Once in your life, mates. Uh, what, what did I say? 24, 000, uh, 24 million? Uh, 
Um, yeah, I'm like 26 check. or 27. Um, yeah. Well, are you still playing, Drew? We haven't talked about it. I'm surprised we didn't talk about it. Um, Heathy writes, The Gap Podcast. Good. Classic. Uh, I don't know why he wrote that afterwards. That's weird. Um, anyway, Heathy then writes, Nearly twenty, it's nearly a full month later, three weeks later, he writes, Dear The Gap, I've recently taken an interest in ancient civilizations after hearing Graham Hancock on a bunch of Joe Rogan podcast apps. During my Googling of them, I found a free download of a game about a young man following in his deceased father's footsteps of treasure hunting and finding the secrets of, secrets of this lost civilization. It's a point and click type thing with puzzles. Think Broken Sword. Upon starting the game, I thought, why do all these women have massive boobs? Maybe this is Japanese. <laughs> As I played it more, I found a crystal that houses a barely dressed genie type woman who guides you along your path, um, again with massive melons. I eventually I realized that this is an erotic game. The thing is, it's got a really solid story and the puzzles are actually half decent. If the devs did away with things like walking into a cave and finding another explorer swimming naked in the rock pool, they could probably sell this for like 10 bucks on Steam. Anyway, my question is, how bad a virus does my computer now have? Season's greetings, Heath. Luke, what do you reckon? How bad? It's probably the worst virus you get. Is it crypto mining in the background, or do you reckon it's like key logging, or... Uh, just uh, like generally gumming up the works. Just I mean, one of those viruses that happen just for, you know, chaotic reasons, mm. not really towards any goal. Yeah. Is is it my uh, my meter is, is it, uh, is it better or worse than having PUBG installed? That's probably my, <laughs> my gauge. All right. All right. Pretty pretty good. Uh, they probably could sell it on, for 10 bucks on Steam. Have you seen some of the fucking shit that's on Steam? Some of the stuff. Let's, it's probably in the fucking top 10, like, right now. Yeah. Some, like, visual novel. I get a lot of those dating erotic shit. things showing up on I don't know Steam. why, but I do too, and it's upsetting. Not no, it's not like I, on my I don't, like, I don't curated care. content. It's, like, on the new releases. It's, like, every... Look, here we go. I just opened it. The first one at the top, new and trending. Harem Hunter, Sexy Ray. Harem Hunter, Ray Sex Ray Vision. Sex, sex Ray, Ray Vision. Vision. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, go. yeah. What's this one? Future Fix, Dick, Dine, and Dash. Excuse me? Uh, yep. Future Fixed, Dick, Dine, and Dash. That sounds phenomenal. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just don't understand. Uh, like, who who's playing all these games? <laughs> I don't know. Let's click on them. Let's find out if anyone comes up on my Steam list. If, if anyone, yeah. Uh, no, uh, one. no one on that one. Busty Biz is free to play. Oh, I've got. I'm not going to tell people whose names are on that one, but there's two on that one. What game? What game is it? The Future Fix Dick and Dine. 
Oh, really? Nice. Uh, Futa. Futa fix it is. That's ladies. That's anime ladies with penises. Oh. Four friends want this game. Cool. There you go. Uh, is it just like a dine and dash? I'm f- I'm so intrigued. Or is it? Anyway. What's this um, Craftopia game? Red Dead Online is in, in the list for sexual content, which is pretty weird. Must have been tagged with it. What what are you talking about? What? Oh, I've been recommended okay. a game called Craftopia. It's a, a brand new oh, multiplayer survival action game made in Japan. It recommended to me because of Subnautica and the Raft. Well, Raft. I keep calling it the right. Raft. I'm interested. You've got my attention. It looks like Legend of Zelda, though, so... Ah, uh, I think I'm. I out. definitely muted it, but now it's playing with sound. Weird. Yeah. But yeah, cool. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd format my computer, Heath. That sounds like a bit of trouble. Start from scratch, mate. Start from scratch. Keep your. If you really want to play erotic games, make sure you play them via Steam. Because hmm. then, at least we'll know what you're playing. Being a AI, oh, is that the, uh, being a dick? Being a dick is a choice-driven adult visual novel focusing on the fun parts of college life. Oh, my God. This, the, these, these, the videos, spectacular. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's just licking his face. Yep. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Wish list. <laughs> Enough of that. Um, cool. There you go. That was questions. Is that it? Great question. That is it. That's our first right. podcast for the year. That is the podcast, the first one of the year. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Amazon Music Things, all those places where you get your podcasts from. You can find us on the Gap to Jet podcast. Uh, please rate and review the show. You have a moment. It helps other people find us. If you would like to send us questions, you can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com or go to our Discord page at thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there, uh, leave us questions, uh, just chat about random things. We are talking about uh, TV shows the other day, uh, WandaVision. People were watching that, oh, yeah. discussing WandaVision. Yep. Uh, people were playing some some uh, Battlefront 2 over the last couple of days. It's, it's been going. Yeah. People have been going on there. Um, so check that out. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash the GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube, and you'll watch this podcast in video form. If you want, you don't have to, you can just listen to it. Um, you can also go to our website, the GA podcast.com. It's got links to all those things we just talked about. Uh, if you can't remember them, go there, it'll pop up. Uh, you can also go listen to our older episodes. Uh, maybe you missed the Game of the Year podcast. Go check that out eight hours or nine hours long i think it was like a 15 gigabyte video file it was nuts it was it was hectic it went places um so go go uh, have a look at that one that is all thanks to our patreon members who help support this show you go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast become a recurring member helps us pay the bills keep the podcast running and the website going yeah thank you everyone does it every month greatly appreciate your support and i think that is it um, where can people find you, Job? You got anything going on? At Joey Jojo. No, I got nothing. Um, Still on holidays. Um, 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, you can find me uh, at Luke yeah. Laurie on Twitter. Um, nice. Not really posting much on there, but I'm there. Sweet. So, yeah. Sweet uh, can do. That is it for this week. Uh, next week, uh, we got some stuff. I think we're going to have Hitman. I'll be talking about Hitman. You won't be talking about sure. Hitman unless someone not. can get it for you. I don't know. We'll see. Unless, unless something magical happens. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, at least the things come now, right? It'll be, it'll be busy. Things yep. going on. Podcast is back. Back, yep. baby. We're back, uh, so baby. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.